Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Everybody and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this Saturday morning on New Year's Eve. Hope everybody's ready for the new year. Hope everybody had a great holiday. We had, you know, last week the show wasn't on because of Christmas, so we're back at you this week on New Year's Eve special. We'll be a lot to cover today. We'll be going over all the NFL Week 17 games. We'll be looking back at the Week 16 games. Looking at the playoff scenarios, going through injuries, you know, a lot of interesting stuff for tomorrow, like who's going to play who, are players being rested and stuff, so we're going to go through all that with PDV at 10-15. And then, obviously, we'll break down each game. We're going to talk about Rex Ryan's firing. We're going to be talking about some suspensions. Obviously, the injuries were big last week with Carr and Mariota. We're going to talk about those. And we're going to talk about all the scenarios, you know, the big games tomorrow, and, uh, you know, the backup quarterbacks, because it seems like now the backup quarterbacks are going to be playing a big role in the playoffs. So now now the question is how effective are these guys going to be? So we're going to, we're going to look at those as well. And then uh, we're also going to look at the college bowl games. Uh, me and Pete had made our pick before the bowls, so we're going to take a look at where we are up to this point going into today. Obviously, we'll be talking about the two big college playoff games today as well and uh, all the other college uh, bowl games. So that'll be fun as well. We'll be doing that with PDV. And then, uh, you know, when PDV comes on, we'll be going over all that stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, so we'll also be touching on ML later on in the show. We'll be doing some baseball season news, obviously, since, you know, we weren't on last week, so a lot happened in two weeks. Obviously, Edwin and Carcion to Cleveland, so we'll be talking about that. Some trade rumors going over. We'll look at the NBA and the NHL standings as well and uh, see what's going on over there. Obviously, a lot going on. Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double, although the other night he had no assist that might hurt his chances for the season. So we'll take a look at that. Also, you know, George Cole's uh, book, came out, and he kind of ripped uh, Carmelo Anthony and Damian Lillard. Then he made a comment about Damian Lillard the other day. It just amazes me. Like, listen, we know Carmelo can be selfish at times and all this stuff, but it's just amazing what people will do for a book. They'll just write anything for a book. It really it, – it's, it's actually amazing. It really is. You know, we're going to talk about that. You know, I always, I always liked Paul, but, you know, I don't like stuff like this. I, I don't like – you know, if you have something to say, why don't you say it? for the last 
10 years, or, you know, like you wait till you put, you know, it's all, this guy's all about the money. And that, you know, stuff like that pisses me off sometimes. But we'll, we'll get into that later on as well. We'll talk to some of that. And obviously keep an eye on any hot news that comes through today. You know, obviously what I was talking about before, we're going to talk about it with Pete when he comes on. You know, Rex Ryan being fired by Buffalo after last week's game. Now, I think everybody's seen this kind of coming. The interesting thing with Buffalo also is the Tyrod Taylor situation. Now, Taylor will get benched tomorrow because if he plays and he gets hurt or something, they, they have to pay him, like, a big salary kicks in. I know, like, an 84, 5 year 84, plus, like, a big signing bonus kicks in. So, you know, Buffalo don't want that. They want no part of that. That's obviously why they're sitting him out. And uh, we'll see what direction Buffalo goes in as far as coach right now. The interim coaching there, but we'll see, you know, just for one game, and then we'll see how it plays out. So it should be interesting. We'll keep an eye on that, obviously, as uh, the off season uh, comes in, you know, especially Black Monday next week. On actually, this Monday will be Black Black Monday, so usually a lot of stuff happens then. So we'll take, a, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. So, so as we get ready for New Year's, and uh, do want to do a quick shout out to my wife. Tony in. It's her birthday tomorrow on New Year's Day. I want to wish her a happy birthday. And uh, hopefully we have a, you'll have a great night tonight and tomorrow we'll have a great day as well. And uh, hopefully make it a great birthday for you. So I hope uh, you really enjoy this weekend and uh, we're going to have a great time. So I just want to give my wife a big shout out. She deserves it. And, uh, you know, as we get ready here for, uh, for week 17, I mean, here we here we have it. I mean, you know, obviously the AFC, the playoff spots have all been clinched. So now, you know, the question is now, is New England win if they get the one seed or if Oakland loses? And then you have the 5-6, Miami needs to win, beat New England and Kansas City lose to San Diego to get this to five. Now, right now, the way it looks is Kansas City is going to play uh, Houston, and uh, Miami will play Pittsburgh. That's how the AFC looks right now. Eights have not, you know, decided yet. And the NFC, now you have obviously Green Bay and Detroit's big game for first place. Now the loser could still get in if Washington loses. I know Tampa has an outside shot, they need like 10 things to happen, which probably ain't going to happen. So you're really looking at Washington, Detroit, Green Bay for two spots. So the winner of Green Bay, Detroit, is going to win the division. And then the loser could get in if Washington loses to the Giants. So that Washington wins, they're in. So if Washington wins, they're in, and then the Detroit-Green Bay game becomes for one playoff spot. So that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out tomorrow as well. So as of now, the Giants, would, as of now, would play the winner of Green Bay-Detroit in the first round. Now, if Seattle loses and, and Green Bay or Detroit win, then I think there's a chance that I got to look at the tiebreaker there, but the Giants could go to Seattle, which I'm sure they don't want to go there. And uh, Green Bay is, is tough enough. Obviously, Detroit's the matchup they probably want there, but listen, you just want to get in the playoffs. You can't worry about matchups, and you know you just want to get it. I mean, obviously, I, as a Dolphin fan, I'd love to see the Dolphins get the five seed and play Houston as opposed to. Uh, going to Pittsburgh, but you know what? Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for too. You know, sometimes you just play who you, who you dealt and 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 got to hope for the best. I mean, 
I know it'd be tough going into Pittsburgh and winning from Miami, but Miami did beat, beat them 30-15 to 15 this year. So it ain't like uh, it's definitely a no-win situation for Miami. It, obviously, it'll be a tough game, but it's not something that can't be done. So obviously, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So you just got to get in. So we'll see what happens, but a lot a lot going on. But really, the, game, the key games to keep an eye on, obviously, to me, is Green Bay-Detroit, obviously, for the division. Washington versus the Giants. Washington wins their end. And how, how much will the Giants play to their starters? In New England, Oakland battling for the one seed. Miami, Kansas City battling for the five seed. Really, those are the big things. Now, other news, will the Jets, what's going on with the Jets? Oh, it looks like Bowles will be coming back, which he should be. Now, you had the whole incident with Marshall throwing a tantrum at halftime last week against New England, and all the players pretty much had it with him, from what you're hearing. I mean, Sheldon Richardson called him embarrassing. I mean, and a lot of players supposedly have rubbed the wrong way. And I said a couple of weeks ago, Marshall will probably be on another team next year. I, mean, I think it's almost a guarantee that he'll be on another team next year. So we'll see what happens there. But it looks like Bowles will be back in New York, as he should be. But Jets got other issues to figure out. Who's going to be their quarterback? You know, they didn't. They're going with Fitzpatrick today, which I don't agree with. I don't know how you don't go with Hackenberg today to see what you got. I mean, let's see what you got. How do you know what you got if you don't play the guy? I mean, Fitzpatrick is not on this team next year. Why are you playing him? It's just mind-boggling. This is why the Jets are the Jets. The, the decisions like this that have people scratching their heads constantly, they just make dumb moves. And, you know, you got to question them because they make these idiotic moves sometimes. And, you know, that's why they're the Jets. We'll see what happens there. And, uh, you know, obviously got a whole offseason for that with the Jets, so we'll see how they handle it. But to me, you, you should play Hackenberg today. Now, in Dallas, they're going to play Romo tomorrow, I mean. And, but Dallas, they're going to play Romo tomorrow. So you're going to have to keep, you know, everybody wants to keep an eye out for that. They want to see Romo play. He will be playing tomorrow. Prescott will start. Romo's going to play a little, and so is Sanchez. So everybody's going to play. Everybody's going to play there in uh, Dallas. So. You can't have a team like Dallas that's playing everybody, but the Jets won't play there unless you're quarterback. Uh, sometimes the, with the things the Jets do, you just got to shake your head because you can't, you know, you can't even, it, it's just hard to even put a finger on it. I mean, the, some of the decisions the Jets make. So, well, but that's why they're the Jets and, uh, you know, high expectations coming in and, you know, if you, that was the first show. I kind of predicted that the Jets were gonna. I gotta pat myself on the back back for that one. I kind of predicted the Jets were gonna flop this year, and they did. And I did predict Miami in the playoffs on my first on the first show when we did predictions. And you know, some people called in and didn't agree. They're like, "Come on, Miami!" But here we are. I mean, obviously after one and four, I didn't think they're making the playoffs anymore either. But here they are. And uh, so it's gonna be interesting. I know everybody. It's looking, you know, New England, can anybody beat New England? I know a lot of people think Kansas City is the only team with a chance, but anything can happen. You know, New England's in the playoffs, obviously, with Brady, Belichick, they're going to be tough to beat. But, you know, no Gronkowski could be a factor as well. So you have to see how that all plays out for them. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's a team to worry about, too, because they got the weapons and they could get hot at the right time. You know, that's all that matters. You get hot going to the playoffs. So, 
they also call next weekend really cold weather in Pittsburgh. I was reading, so if, they, if, they, if Pittsburgh plays next Saturday, the, the weather, Saturday night, the game time temperature will be 17, and on the field, wind chill will be like 6 degrees. And if they play Sunday afternoon, it'll be like in the 30s, but windy. So you probably rather the Sunday game if you're uh, go visiting Pittsburgh next weekend, whether it's Miami or Kansas City. But, uh, yeah, so you have to see how that plays out. Right As of now, they're saying no snow for next, you know, in Pittsburgh due next week, but you never know what could happen over the next few days, weather changes. These weathermen can't pick anything. So to just uh, assume what you think could happen, you know, as far as that. But I think – I think uh, I think Pittsburgh beatable this year. I mean, let's, Pittsburgh obviously they got the, the triple the triplets. Obviously, it's a dominant Ben Brown. So, but they've been they looked vulnerable this year. So I don't think it's a gimme. Although they'll be tough to beat at home, it's not a gimme. And Kansas City, I know everybody loves Kansas City, but Kansas City's going on the road. You know, they're going to be the five or the six. So they're going to have to win road games. Oakland, obviously, with the two or one seed, had a tough break, obviously, for Oakland. And uh, there's nothing to even say about that. It's just a tough break. I, Carr had a great year. It's just a tough tough break for them. You know, the Raiders were finally back and, uh, and a tough break to end it, you know, to end the seed, regular season. We'll see how they can do, you know, how it works in the playoffs. You got to figure – you got to figure, the, you know, the Raiders are still going to have – you know, they're still tough at home. So you got to figure they're going to come to place, especially the first round. They're probably either going to play Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh, Kansas City, or Miami. Really, that's who's going to be their first round opponent. So you know, after the bye week, so that 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 we're going to have to see how that plays out. But so, like I said, we have here we are. We're at week seventeen of the NFL on. Coming tomorrow on, on New Year's Day, tonight's New Year's Eve. Hope everybody has a great time tonight. And then, uh, yeah, and then it's party time. I mean, tonight. I mean, hope everybody's gonna have safe, safe time tonight. I don't want anybody to to to, to go out. You know, if you're gonna drink, just be safe. You know, be careful tonight and uh, do the right thing. And now we're gonna have a quick caller calling in. Adam, what's going on, my man? Hey, Mr. Mojo, how you doing? How's it going? Good, good. I just called to talk some football with you. Yeah, of course. Happy New Year. You too. Happy and a healthy New Year to everyone. Thank you, thank you. Um, what's going on? What are you thinking today? So, uh, I think uh, all Giant fans to today or, or tomorrow will be rooting very hard for the Detroit Lions to uh, get to pull off uh, somewhat of an upset at home because I think that's the only team in the NFC that, that scares me right now. The way Rodgers is playing. Look, you had gone in there twice in the playoffs and won, but they, but they look very, very tough right now. Rodgers is playing at, a, at an all-time high level right now. No, it's amazing too. At, at five and what a five and six, Rogers said he thinks they can run the table, right? And now here they are with four in a row, going for five and uh, four and six. They won five in a row, and now look, looking to finish it, finish it off in uh, Detroit. That that game. I think that there are really only two night. quarterbacks in the NFL that can make a comment like that, and it's Brady and Rogers. Yeah, I agree. 
And that game, I believe, right? That game's been flexed, right? The Sunday night. That's the night game tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's that that'll be good. So it'll be interesting to see if Washington. What happens in the Washington Giant game? Because so if Washington wins, then that the loser of that game is out on Sunday night. Yeah. The win is there. You know, if Washington I, I loses, they could both really be in the playoffs and just be playing for the division. From what I read, it looks like the Giants are did they want to win the game and go into the playoffs with some momentum. I, I think the offense plays uh, plays the whole game. I, I, if the Giants were smart, I think you, you rest Jenkins again. You know, he's the wild card and the X factor that you need in the playoffs, um, especially if if you end up playing Green Bay in the first round. I think he has to shadow Jordy the whole game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Jordy's been on fire lately too. Oh, the two of them. It's I mean, they're impossible. That would be a so good matchup, the receivers versus the corners, you know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Now, what, what about the Dolphins? Now, what, are there any implications, or they're just fighting for position uh, right now? Well, they're fighting for, you know, they're either going to be six or five. So if they win and the Chiefs lose, they get the five. If, if if the Chiefs win or Miami loses, then the Chiefs stay in the five. So it's really – Miami will be the play in Pittsburgh or Houston next week. Call me crazy, but and I think we spoke about this offline, but I think the only team in the AFC that really has a shot to beat New England in the playoffs are the Dolphins. Yeah, you had said that. It's interesting. It's, it's a theory. And, you know, Miami has success against New England, but it's usually in Miami. But so on the road, you look, it's going to be tough. If you look up and down the AFC, right, first you have Oakland. They don't have a quarterback. That that should be a layup. Then you have Kansas City. The Dolphins own Alex – or, excuse me, the, the Patriots own Alex Smith. Look at their record against him. It, it's it's unbelievably, overwhelmingly in favor of, of the Pats. So the, the, those are two teams uh, out of the picture. Then you have Pittsburgh. They don't really scare me. Um, then you have – who am I missing? Uh, Houston, who has no quarterback. I mean, they, no quarterback. That's uh, another layup. And then you have the Dolphins and, and the Patriots. And the Dolphins get New England twice a season. They always give them a hard time in Miami. They know that they know the team. They know Brady. And call me crazy, but I, I, I've seen I've seen it before. You know, I've seen the Jets go in without a quarterback into New England in the playoffs and win. I think it's just familiarity with the team. Well, I think one thing going in Miami's favor, not that it you know may not matter in the playoffs, but is that their backup. They're, out of all the guys that are hurt around the league, the quarterbacks, Miami probably has the best backup. You know, willing, you know, ready to play right now. Obviously, the right. best backup in the league is on Dallas, Romo, but you know, Prescott's not hurt, so he's playing. And right. all the backups that actually got to play in the playoffs, Moore definitely has the most experience and, you know, would be the most you can rely on probably. Now, the thing is, does Tannehill come back? They said Tannehill was, you know, was practicing on the field lightly yesterday. So, look, if Sanchez can go into New England in the playoffs and win, I, I think Matt Moore has, has the ability to do so, too. Yeah, listen, if he makes plays without turning the ball over, definitely. And plus, the, you know, if the run game continues to run the way they are, the whole thing is going to be, you know, how much is, is New England going to miss Gronkowski in the playoffs, you know? That, right. Will that be a big factor for New England? Right. Obviously, Ben is a good tight end, too. So, but, well, you know, it's really 
how you slow Brady down. And to me, it all comes up front. You got to put pressure on him and be in his face. You know, that's how the Giants beat them twice in the Super Bowl, putting pressure and, you know, being in his face. And, you know, and Miami does have a good defensive line where they could get pressure up front. So right. we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But you got to get to that spot. And, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Listen, Pittsburgh has weapons. You know, Oakland lost their quarterback, but they're still a strong team at home. You know, and I, I, obviously it's going to be tough for these teams to win, especially with these backup quarterbacks that never played before. That, to me, is the problem for a team like Oakland, that their backup really never started a game before like this. So, you know, that's how you got to see how he plays. But, listen, anything can happen. And then the NFC Look, tomorrow, is wide open tomorrow as well. We'll I mean, Dallas obviously is the best team, but the NFC is wide open. The only team that, as a Giant fan right now, really the only team that, that scares me is Green Bay. Yeah, to me, I would worry going into Seattle. That's yeah, they're a, a different team. They're, 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 they're not the same Seattle that they've been in the past. They're a different team this year. Oh, I agree. They don't have the, round, the ground game, and their defense ain't even as great as it's been. But Earl, Thomas, Earl think, Thomas is a huge loss for them. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I agree. I mean, that's an lead, emotional leader on defense, you know. And you still have Wagner, Sherman, you know, good line. But, yeah, you lose, your, you lose like, your quarterback in the secondary like that. And, yeah, that's obviously tough to overcome, you know. So we'll see what happens. It'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see. I mean, listen, this is it. So after this week, that's it. Now it's all playoffs after this week. So it's amazing how quick it goes, huh? The football. I, it's uh, it's unbelievable. I, I can't believe it. Like we were just I was talking, talking to my friends about this yesterday. Fly. Yeah. It's uh, it moves quickly. Those seventeen weeks really fly by. Before you know, we'll be talking about the NFL draft. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Right. It's crazy. So what, you got any plan, New Year's plans? No, we're just kind of, you know, keeping it low-key. We have a dinner reservation right by our apartment. Um, you know, it's hard to make plans because we didn't know, you know, how Dana would feel, yeah. if the baby would be here. So just, just low-key less, less than two weeks, man. So it's coming. I know. Unbelievable. Listen, I'm, I'm hoping the baby's born on, like, a Tuesday so she doesn't uh, – I can still watch the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Worst case scenario, they got TVs in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> your, your wife will be giving birth, and you'll be like, "Hang on a second, let's see who's playing the play in the trying game." Uh, she'll she'll kill me. She'll yeah. Kill me. <laughs> I don't think that'll be happening. Yeah. So uh, that's the story, my friend. Have a good rest of the show. Here. I'll keep keep listening. Thank you, sir. Uh, have a happy as always. You, you too, man. Enjoy, and I'll see you next week. Sounds good. Uh, All right, man. Adam, Adam from Manhattan calling in, talking to NFL. Doing a great job as always. And now we're gonna get we're gonna we're gonna get right into the football with our man. Time to play the game. <laughs> it's all about the game. 
lit game, and it was an entertaining game to watch, you know, with a lot of twists and turns, you know, the block point at the end, uh, setting up a uh, setting up uh, the field goal to win. If, if Michigan could have got the ball, to, you know, to, to field goal position instead of tying the game, they would have won it. That was just a just insane game. Yeah, it uh, was, and you know, the late score, and it was a, it was an exciting game to to watch for sure. Now, yeah, but Michigan just could, they just couldn't move the ball. I mean, the one thing we I overlooked when analyzing that game was the Florida State defense, and you know, they do have a a bunch of a. Uh, you know, top recruits and then top NFL prospects on that defense. I mean, and Michigan, you know, they they try to they try to pound the ball at you, and that's not really not the way you're gonna you're gonna beat the Florida State defense. You have to have a you know a balanced offense that's gonna that that has playmakers on the outside. And you know, they lost their uh, you know they they didn't they started the game without Peppers, and then they lost their top NFL prospect Jake Butt. You know, the tight end. In the, in the first yeah. half, and you know, really yeah, sounded tough. Loss. The ball. Yeah, that was a huge loss for them early in the game, and uh, you know, I, I tell you, it's uh, it's interesting because it, it it seems like it's been very unpredictable these bowl games, right? It's been like some surprises, some wild games, some wild shootouts, some overtime, wild overtime games. So it's been pretty wild so far. Definitely, uh, oh, you know, yeah, the games have been. The- Games are very entertaining. Yeah, when I was reviewing this, the picks, so from December 19th to December 23rd, I went all in six. That kind of hurt my record. <laughs> in those four days, it hurt my record. But uh, but I, uh, fortunately, I'm still a little over 500, luckily. Yeah, but it's one game over 500 going into today. But we also have LSU Louisville today, which goes on at 11 this morning. And uh, also at 11, Georgia Tech, Kentucky. So you got two early games today as well. So that, that's that's interesting. And then obviously oh, yeah. Tuesday you got your Oklahoma on Tuesday, right? Or Monday, I'm sorry, Monday you have Oklahoma yeah. playing Auburn, 8:30 on ESPN. So I know you're looking forward to that game as well. We both we oh, both absolutely. picked Oklahoma in that game. And that's in uh, that's the Sugar Bowl. But I think we also uh, have the, um, the Rose Bowl, that. which is going to be on Monday. Penn State versus USC. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I you know, I'm mean, that game. You know, for those yeah. who, for those who like the Rose Bowl, I love the Rose Bowl every year. The Rose Bowl is always you know, a great the, game. Always a classic. The Florida Iowa game is going to be a snooze fest because Florida, as usual, have great players but no quarterback, and Iowa would uh. Their biggest offensive play is to run the ball three times and punt the ball. So uh, that game's gonna. I'm expecting that game to be a defensive struggle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I would expect that as well. And then uh, we also have. Uh, let's see what else do we got. So we also have that Wisconsin, night. We also have Western Michigan at uh at one o'clock on Monday. The Cotton Bowl. Yeah, the Cotton Bowl, right? And then. Uh, we have the Outback Bowl, Florida and Iowa, like you just said, and then we have USC, Penn State, the Rose Bowl. We talked about and Auburn, Oklahoma. So that's a good, a good setup for. Uh, no, it's amazing. There's no New Year's Day games. I guess that's because the NFL's playing, What's right? The NFL? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's so used to growing up, right? We grew up with the New Year's Day games. Just always having all those games on New Year's Day. 
So it's like kind of different. There's so many bowls now. What is it, like 40-something bowls? <laughs> I think something like 42? 41 or yeah, 42 I mean, bowls? I mean, I, okay, I had another 40 games. I mean, I, I go for 80 bowls. I mean, football, I, right? football. I love it. I really get I an extra it. game, right? Because you get the playoffs. It's like a little tournament. So you get the, the two games and then another extra bonus game for the title, right? So you get even an extra game Absolutely. there as well. So, all right, I yeah, think we'll see. We'll the, keep an eye. These games, sorry, and they ahead. play the, the, the championship game on, on uh, next the, next Monday. Yes. So next Saturday, after we, we watch, all, after we watch all the playoff games, then we got the, the championship game. It's going to be excellent. Yeah. Yeah, you get a nice little break, right? Like a week between to, until the championship, right? And then next yeah. weekend, it gives us a chance next Saturday to really preview the championship game, whatever it's going to be. So that, that'll yeah. be cool. I'd love to see um, Washington beat Alabama, but it ain't going to happen. But I would love to Me, see I'm odd for it, but uh, I just don't think it's going to it's gonna happen. But you never yeah. know. You never know. That's why they play him, right? Listen, Alabama's got a true freshman quarterback in this game. You never know, right? I mean, true freshman in, this, in a game like this, you never know how he's going to react. So and That's the problem, though. I've been saying that all year. I've been saying, is this the year that is this the game that Hurts is going to have a bad game? Uh, but, yeah. um, he's, you know, it, it just seems that Alabama's up 17 nothing before you blink, and, you know, and there's no pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it does. And that's what it is. They're out so quick, and then they can just start running the ball and, and using their defense. So, but yes, because I think Washington obviously needs a quick start, right? We need Washington needs to get ahead early somehow, if they could. Oh, if, they, quick if they can get up, if, if they can get up like 14 nothing in the game, then, then, you know, I mean, it's something we haven't seen all year. It's, you know, we haven't seen Alabama have to scrap, have to pick themselves off the turf and, uh, you know, and have to, you know, and put have the pressure on them to put put up a touchdown. But yeah. you know, I'm not sure we see that. That's, I mean, I love Washington. I love their, you know, their team. I just think this is a bad, really bad matchup for them because they're they're they um, on defense. Their strength is their secondary. I mean, I think they have at least three 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 NFL prospects. You know, two first rounders. They have three guys that are going to go in the draft in the top two or three rounds. So. I mean, yeah. the only problem is Alabama's not going to go to that. They're going to try and pound the ball. You know, they're going to run the ball with Harris and Bo Scarborough, and um, they're not really going to look to challenge challenge Washington on the outside. That's why it's very important if Washington can get up to a quick two-touchdown lead to see, you know, put the pressure on Alabama. The only problem is I still don't think that Alabama's, even if they're down two touchdowns, they're not going to look to challenge Washington on the outside. They're still going to look to pound the ball and, you know, and, and stick to their game plan. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama's like the type of team, that they would be down 14 and they wouldn't even panic, you know. They would still be, you know. And obviously, Kiffin's now leaving right after this. After the season, Kiffin will be leaving. So yeah. I actually I actually see something funny. I seen an interview with him, and he was talking about, and it was like, he said something like, he basically said, uh, Nick Saban's never nice. He's very nasty all the time. He's never happy. You can never please him, stuff like that. And uh, I guess that competitiveness is what makes Saban so good in college, right? Most great coaches are miserable 90% of the time. So, I mean, yeah. they never have. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. you know, that's what makes a guy great. You know, I hate to say it. I know you're not a fan of the guy, but, you know, he's a great college football coach. Oh, he is a great college coach. 
It's not made for the other. You can't eat, like I said, you can't handle men. You can only handle kids. That, that's really well, I think a lot do men, too. I mean, the men have to want to be coached, you know, and, you know, once they get yeah. to a certain level, once they make it to the NFL and they get a, they get guaranteed money, they look at the coach yeah. like, you know, screw you. I'm still, I'm still getting my pay. I'm still, every second month of the, every second Monday of the month, I'm still getting my paycheck, well, no matter what you say to me, so. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's if you're a coach that's or a control freak, I mean, it's tough going from college to yeah. the NFL. No, it is. You're right. And, you know, it's not so easy. I mean, we've seen a lot of great college coaches make the jump, and it hasn't worked out for them. So so we'll see how it plays out. And next Saturday we'll, we'll definitely be talking about the championship game and uh, breaking it down for everybody. So that'll be fun. All right. So we're going to move on to the NFL. So can we come into the final week? Obviously, both of our picks, we've been great. We've both been doing unbelievable. I'm 158-80-2. You're 152-86-2. You're, you're 66 games over 500, and I'm 78 games over 500. So we're both, uh, like I said last week, if we were gamblers, we'd be, we'd, be having, we'd be cleaning up this year, me and you. But, you know, we're not, we're not, you're not Ajax anymore, so. You know, yeah. <laughs> you can't pull, you can't pull that off. But, well, if I right, was so Ajax, I'd probably, probably be forty games under under five hundred. So I mean, that's yeah, just the way yeah. it goes. Yeah, the complete opposite. You'd have been put a hundred times on the Browns every week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so James John, James John, Penn State. Jake, we all know about Jake. But you know, we won't even we won't go there. But uh, all right. So before I get into the games with you, I just want to bring up a couple of things. Obviously, Rex Ryan getting fired this week. What's your take on that? I mean, obviously we've kind of seen it coming, right? I mean, but you know, do you think? I mean, I know you said on the show you didn't think they should get fired, right? I mean, you know, you really don't put all the blame on him, obviously. Oh, you know what? This Whaley guy, the GM, better be the next, uh, you know, better be the next uh, great GM because uh, for him to demand that Rex Ryan play EJ EJ Manuel and not start Tyrod Taylor, I mean, I mean, you want to get down and coach the team too? I mean, uh, I'm happy Rex Ryan told him no. And you know, I I coach a team. You put the players on the field, and you know what? Screw you. You know, and you know what? If you, you know what? I think this actually gets him a little, uh, you know, respect in the NFL world for standing up to the GM. You know, I mean, you, you, the GM puts the players on the field, the coach coaches the players and puts the lineup together. I mean, that's uh, that's just the way it goes. I mean, if you were going to – they were gonna, obviously they were going to fire him anyway. But, uh, you know, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, this team was 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 ravaged by injuries uh, coming out of – coming out of um, Coming out of the um, preseason, uh, injury between injuries and suspensions, this team was, uh, you know, this this team wasn't a solid team, and he, you know, he he coached them pretty good. I think I think this is a, to me this is a, a star on his resume. It's not a to me it's not a um, an indictment on on Rex Ryan. It's a, to me I think he did a good job. Yeah, this whole thing with uh, EJ Manuel starting, it's all about money. Because well, yeah, I mean, if he gets injured, it, you know, his, he's got guaranteed money for next year. So, I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, 
And it sounds like they're looking to move on from him, Taylor. Well, yeah, you know, that's what they're going to do. They're going to move on from Taylor. Probably going to probably going to draft another quarterback. I mean, you you can't you can't be a G, the GM of the Buffalo Bills and think EJ Manuel is the is, is the answer because he's not. He was never a good college football college football quarterback, and he wasn't a you know obviously if you're not a good if you can't dominate in college, you're not going to dominate in the NFL. So I never. I never understood that pick, and I never, I still don't, still don't get the pick. Yeah, me either. I didn't get it either. And uh, you know, obviously, listen, Taylor. We 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 both agree Taylor's a, a pretty good, decent quarterback, but he's probably not obviously worth what that contract would be. That's going to kick in either. Well, right? so I can guarantee them that in a tough spot. They can draft a quarterback. They could sign a quarterback and free agent. They're not gonna. He's not gonna be a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. I mean, at least not next year. So, yeah, uh, I don't I'll know. That Miami Buffalo game was really entertaining. Taylor had a big game last week. That was the amazing thing. It's like, so now you're gonna bench him. It ain't his fault you lost last week. The guy had a great game last week. They had 600 yards in total offense last week. Well, I think the reason that the big the big indictment on Rex Ryan was that his you know his team played hard, his team you know never gave up, but you know the defense was always it's, it always it, it seems like since he got there the defense took a step back. So I mean, you know that's if you're gonna if if you're on the the Rex Ryan hater bandwagon, that's what you're gonna point to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So we'll be interesting to see what they do there. Obviously, they talked about the Jets with the whole Marshall backstage, you know, blocking little thing, and then they're starting Fitzpatrick again. I don't get that this week. I mean, might as well just see what Hackenberg could do. Not that he's that good anyway, but just see what you got. Like, I just don't get it sometimes, you know, if the Jets do, but they're the Jets. Hackenberg will be out of the NFL in two years. So, I mean, I think Petty – isn't Petty hurt? I think think Petty's hurt. I mean – Yeah, Petty's out. That I know, yeah. Petty's definitely out. But I would just think you would gain, you know, at least to see. Listen, I, we both agree, me and you on the show, we both said it was a bad pick. You really ripped the pick of Hackenberg. And, uh, but you have him. So, you know, to me, if you have him, play him. See what he's got, you know. I mean, what, what, does it hurt when you're the Jets? Your season's over anyway, right? I mean, you might as well. I would I mean, start him. I would start him because uh, Fitzpatrick gives your team a better chance to win the game, and you're not looking to win this game. And the Jets can move right. You're right. Yeah. The third pick overall, I think, until the seventh or eighth pick. So I mean, I, I mean, you don't want to go into a game looking to lose, but you you know you want to you want to do what's right for your organization. And right now, the best thing for your organization is to pick as high as you possibly can in the draft. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there's no reason to play the guys. Now you look around the league, probably. Most teams, I mean, as we go through the games, we'll talk about it with each game, but, like, a lot of teams are probably going to take guys out early or rest guys. So it's a tough week to actually pick games because you don't know who's playing, how long they're playing, right, and stuff like that. Like, to be honest with you, I'm in, a, I'm in a suicide pool and I'm still alive going into the last week. So, you know, you can't use the same team twice. So the pick is a fit, obviously, in week 17, I'm still alive. So I actually had to go. I went with the Colts this week. So I'm hoping the Colts at home against Jacksonville, you know, win. But I got to hope they don't pull luck or this or that, you know. So, I mean, the Colts probably won't pull luck. It sounds like he's going to play the whole game. And plus, yeah, they're that... going for the receiving, you know, title, the receiving yard title. So you would think they're going to try to get him that at least. So I'm hoping 
at home, they could at least beat, uh, you know, beat Jacksonville this week. But we'll see. And unless Jacksonville, unless Jacksonville's sorry, putting pressure on every every play, they're not going to pull luck. So, yeah. I mean, that, to me, that's in Indianapolis, you would think. Right, and, and Mathis is retiring after the game, so maybe they might be a little emotional for him on defense as well. So, I think I'll go with that. Plus, we also sure. hear uh, Doug Martin suspended, right? Failed the drug test, four games. So, he'll be uh, suspended immediately for four games. That's why he was a scratch last week. I don't know where. Yeah, I, I have a question. Does that game go against the suspension? I know they didn't announce this. They didn't announce the suspension, but and I know they they made him inactive. But does he still have three games to go, or is, or is he does suspension start fresh now this week? Yeah, I heard it starts fresh. I heard last week they just inactivated him in the suspension. Yeah, it should count for last week. But they're saying because when I read that he's going to miss the first three games the next year, that's what they said. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, he may not even be team next year because I know he signed the contract, and you know what? You, once you get once you get a suspension, you forfeit all that money. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. So yeah, he'll probably be gone. You would think, unless they really stick by him, but you don't see that much anymore. You know, with failed drug tests, it really depends. There's always a chance the guy can go. But then, obviously, I want to talk about this. And as a Raider fan, I know obviously you got a tough break with uh, with Carr. And, uh, you know, obviously that's just how you can't even, you know, fathom something like that happen. But what can you tell us as a fan of, of Matt McGloin? What, what, what can me, you tell I mean, us about that's, him? That's before he had to start a game. He's had games in the NFL where he's thrown for 300 yards, three touchdowns. He's had uh, he's had really some really de- decent games on bad teams for the Raiders. I mean, he's got a he's got to have at least eight to ten starts under his belt already. I mean, hey, listen, he's, yeah, he's yeah, obviously he never started like obviously like a, a big game like this. You know, it's like oh, no, yeah. big game. But do you like yeah, how, how the, big I, your confidence in him going in? Like, well, my have, confidence isn't that great, but you know what? They have the second ranked uh, offensive line in NFL. They got three good running backs and uh. You know, if they, if if they can ratchet up the defense, you know, and go to a different style of play, you know, ball control, run the ball, you know, third and three, third and four, instead of third and seven, third and ten. If they can get if they can get manageable third downs, you know, and and you know, and manage the manage the clock, you know, and, and you know, and if they, if Del Rio could works if Del Rio and, and Ken Norton can uh, work some magic with the defense, they have good defensive plays. They just haven't played good defense as a whole. So if if they can manage, if they can be, a, you know, if he can just manage the game, you know, he, I think they, you know, you know, it's not Derek Carr. I mean, but I'm not going to, they're not going to lay down, you know, you know. I also no, think they, they still, need to still game great at home. The record is, the record is on the road. I mean, the record, they, they only have three losses, three losses. Yeah. But well, they, they're, they, they're road, obviously, they're all, they've been awesome on the road all year. Mm-hmm. But uh, but do you, what do you think, think of it, this week's game? I think it. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think. I think. Uh, I honestly, I'm just gonna say, I think San Diego's gonna beat. Has a chance to beat Kansas City, because that's just the way it always goes with those two teams in the division. I think. You know, they're playing in Denver. I mean, that Denver's not a. 
you know, Denver's not a juggernaut offensively. I mean, I, I think they're going to do just enough offensively to let the Raiders hang in the game. I think that the, Ra- the Raiders can, you know, hang in the game third, qu- third, fourth quarter. You know, they have a shot. I mean, obviously Denver's weakness on defense is, uh, is stopping the run. So if the Raiders could uh, run the ball, you know, and manageable third downs, you know, I think they have a shot to win the game. It's not easy winning in Denver, you know. I think they have a shot to win the game. I'm going to probably pick Denver because, you know, you never know what you're going to see out of McGloin. But, um, you know, they have a shot. I mean, I think it's important for them to, you know, they still have a shot to get the home field advantage throughout the playoffs if New, if New England could lose the game this week. So, you know, I think yeah, it's important it's for them. Interesting, interesting still- note on the Miami-New England game is New England hasn't won in Miami since 2012. That's wow. an interesting thing. Well, Knock on wood. Hopefully they keep that up. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Miami win and, and Kansas City lose and uh, play Houston next week as opposed to playing Pittsburgh for sure. But listen, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy, though, that you got so many backup quarterbacks now that are going to be playing big roles here in the playoffs, right? It's like it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, interesting. Interesting about that uh, Derek Carr injury. It's the first. It was the first time all game that he got that the, the offensive line allowed him to get hit. So I mean, that's crazy. And I actually yeah. seen they had a he, he was mic'd up for that game. Well, I actually yeah. seen. Did, did, did you see that play when they when it happened? Like he was like it's broke oh, yeah. right away. He's yeah, like it's broke, it's broke right away. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough break for him. They had a great year. I mean, we'll see what happens. Anything can happen in the playoffs, but they had such a great year for that to happen right at the end of the year. That's just that sucks, you know. So, but we'll see. We'll see how they respond. Definitely, the Raiders are back, though. You know that. So, you know, even if it's, you know, they come up short this year with the backup next year, you know, Raiders will be good again. So, Raider football is back. It's good to see like all the old school teams back in the play, like Miami, the Raiders, right, Pittsburgh, like. You know, Kansas City, like all these old school teams, you know, back in the mix. Now, Washington, maybe, you know, Green Bay, you know, Detroit even battling, you know. So, it's good to see, like, some other teams, you know, finally, you know, getting back in, in the mix here. It's like, like you know, definitely uh, it's some excitement. They'll have the same teams every year, you know. Yeah. All right, so we're you know, and the, Raiders, Denver, flagship, right? the Raiders are one of the flagship franchises of the NFL. It's good to see them back. Yeah. Without a doubt. You know, a lot of people today, you know, they, they look at the the history of the last 10, 15 years. They don't look at the NFL history. I mean, there's, there's a lot of teams that have a lot of history. Yeah, it's been a long time, but just because it was a long time ago doesn't mean it didn't happen, you know? So. Sure. All right, so we both got we both got Denver in that game. You brought up the other game. Let's we'll, we'll knock that game out now to Kansas City, San Diego. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chiefs this game. But it wouldn't like you you said with San Diego. It wouldn't shock me if San Diego beat them. I just think without Gordon and San Diego's just having a tough time. I mean, we lost to Cleveland last week. You know, you would think they would probably bounce back this week from that. You know, come definitely come out more motivated this week. What do you think? Oh, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Phil Rivers is a, is the type of personality that's gonna, you know. I think just think it was an interest, probably an interesting week of practice, you know. 
with your last game coming up against a division rival, you know, and you have a chance, and, and it's a meaningful game. If this was a game where everything was already sewn up already, maybe maybe the Chargers come out flat. But uh, you know, this is an, you know, it's still an important game for the, for the Chiefs, you know, and uh, you know, in a division rivalry, I think, you know, I think that uh, you know, Phil Phil Rivers is a factor here, and I mean, and I think that he's gonna, you know, I think he's the best quarterback on the field. You know, I think that uh, you know, I think he can put up twenty, tw- you know, twenty-seven points. You know, if if they if need be, especially playing at home. You know, and uh, and and Kansas City had a had a big uh big injury a couple of games ago when when Derek Johnson went down. I think it was in the Raider game. It was in the Raider game. You know, he yeah, tore really his Achilles. That's a big loss. I, I, yeah. That's a really big loss. And I, I think that uh. You know, I think San Diego with their two tight ends, you know, they can exploit that in the middle of the field. I think they have a shot. All right, so I'm gonna put you down for San Diego. Plus, you got to make up a little ground here in the picks, so we got to go a little against each other this week, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you're basically doing your victory victory lap right now. You're 12 games ahead of me, so I mean, no six, six, only six. So <laughs> take this one bad week. If you go have a flawless week and I have one bad week, anything can happen here. All right, so let's go Ravens Bengals. What do you think of this one? I mean, did the Bengals? I mean, obviously both teams are out of it. Obviously, the Ravens lost the game to Pitt last week. That was a great game too last week. That Raider Pitts, I mean, uh, Raven Pittsburgh game, right? Definitely, definitely a great game and all. Uh... Uh, I think that I think both were, both were rides that uh, you know, rides that rides that feeling. I think they come out and they pound on Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I agree. I took Baltimore myself in this game. I think uh, I think Cincinnati will have a lot. I think they'll, they'll play inspired for Steve Smith's final game. I think they'll come out and uh, take care of Cincinnati. I don't think AJ Green's gonna play. It would make no sense for him to play AJ Green. So I, you he's know. not playing. Yeah, I mean, that would be dumb to play him. So, we both agree on that one. Like Houston at Tennessee. Obviously, Houston locked into their playoffs already. And Tennessee, obviously, the tough loss. Another injury, obviously, Mariota as well last week got hurt. Obviously, they're out of it, so it don't matter to them now. But uh, Tennessee had a good year as well. Do you think Tennessee... I, I like Houston just because Tennessee don't have Mariano. If Mariano was playing, I probably would have picked Tennessee. Yeah, but just without him, I, I don't think they. Could. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say too much. I'm just gonna say Houston's gonna win the game. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And you know, Tennessee had a great year. They had a lot to build off of after this year for sure. Yeah, a lot of draft right. picks too. I mean, it's gonna be a team to look to to, to watch in the, in the future. In the future, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of picks going into this offseason, so it should be interesting for them. Uh, Panthers at Buccaneers. I'm going to go with Tampa here, although I've been going Carolina a lot lately. I'm going to go with Tampa here, though. I think Tampa at home closes the deal. They have a, they're still technically alive, but they're not. But yeah, I think they'll come out and play good this week. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa also. I mean, Paul Cam Newton's uh, been playing most of the year with a uh, injured throwing shoulder. I mean, just uh, I don't know if if Tampa puts a b- bunch of pressure on him. I don't know how long he's going to play the game. So I'm just going to go with Tampa. So we, we agree on that on Tampa here, okay? And Pete, then we have uh, 
Obviously, the game I talked about before, you know, I took the, the Jaguars at home. Yeah, what do you think of this one? I'm going to go with the Colts also because, you know, you know even though uh, Jacksonville looked uh, good last, last week, uh, you know, they're playing on the road, and, um, you know, I think uh, Indianapolis is going to win the game. And now, and now, obviously, Coughlin interviewed with Jacksonville this week, although they're saying he's not a serious candidate. I don't get it. If he's not a serious candidate, then why are you even talking about that? Yeah, why interview him? That's the way I look at it. I don't know why are you even talking about him. Now they're saying that Coughlin could be a candidate for the Rams, which is interesting. So that would be interesting to see how that plays out. But, yeah, I, I think this week the Colts, I, I would expect the Colts to pound on them this week, personally. I think Luck will end yeah. the season with a, with a big game for sure this week. And the Patriots-Dolphins. I'm going to go with Miami because uh, I, uh, just simply because I, I need Miami to win the game. And I do, too, but I'm going to pick New England. I'm going to go against it and pick New England here. I just have a feeling New England – What's scaring me about this game for Miami is last year, the last game of the year, Miami cost New England the one seed, which eventually cost them maybe the Super Bowl because then they had to go to Denver for the AFC title game and lost. So you know Belichick's going to come out pissed looking to wipe Miami out this week. Now, I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think Miami will definitely be in the game. I just, I just something's scaring me about this game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Miami wins, and I hope, I hope uh, Kansas City loses and, and they move up, but we'll see what happens. It's, just, it's hard to pick against uh, New England coming off that loss last year, week 17, to me. They're going to come out really ready to play this week, but we'll see what happens. And if, yeah. New England's game, if New England game plan don't work, they could just cheat. So, I mean, sure. That's the other thing. Why not? They, you know, what's Belichick got up his sleeve, you know? Yeah. All right, now we have uh, the Bears. Bears and the Vikings. Yeah, this game is uh, it's hard to predict because Minnesota just fell off the, just really they just they just sucked since uh, North Turner left. Finish strong here. Yeah, I mean just but you got Chicago who really is just uh, and they're home Minnesota. So yeah, I'm gonna go Minnesota too. It's hard to pick I Chicago. Put Minnesota out there. Okay, I'm going to give you a chance to go against me to make up ground. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I don't see I don't see Chicago doing it. Yeah, me either. I think Minnesota finishes strong, and uh, well, Peterson is not playing. They shouldn't even brought him back. That was a bad decision, and uh, yeah. you know, but we'll see what happens there. All right, Buffalo at Jets game we talked about earlier as well. I like Buffalo in this game. I know EJ Manning you know was quarterback. Yeah, since you like, since you're going to take Buffalo, I'm going to take the Jets. Typical Jets, they'll win the game, they'll end up picking eighth, and uh, you know. yeah, they'll cost themselves. Yeah, that's actually a good point. They will probably will win to cost themselves a better draft pick. Well, yeah. All right, so we go against <laughs> each other there. They, they, against San Francisco and Buffalo, we're going to cost them big time. <laughs> what do you think about Revis? Like now to say Revis. Tell the Jets, you know, it's, again, whenever it comes to money with Revis, it seems like there's always something like with him. But now we say, well, they better show him respect. Like, come on now. You're, you're clearly declining. You've got to show them respect now and take a pay cut <laughs> because you're not worth what you're making anymore. You know? Yeah. I, I, to be you know, honest, I, I, 
ever since the Derek Carr injury, I've been out of the loop in the NFL, so I don't even know what you're talking about with the Revis stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically he said something about Jets better show him respect this offseason. And, you know, yeah. you know what, one report res- indicated, oh, yeah, one report indicated he might be willing to take a little pay cut, but I don't think he's willing to take a big pay cut. So, And I think the Jets have in mind to give him a pretty big pay cut you know, after his performance yeah. this year. So I guess we'll see what happens there. And then we got then we got Dallas Philly. So here you have Dallas Prescott starting, but Romo and Sanchez are both gonna play. So here's one of those games that's hard to pick because you don't know how much Dez is gonna play, how much Elliott's gonna play, how much any of these guys is gonna play. So it's hard, it's kinda of hard to predict here this game. What do you think? Yeah, I'm still gonna go with Dallas because uh Actually, no, the Eagles are home. Eh, I'm going to go with Dallas. Yeah, I'm picking Dallas, too. I think, I think Romo's going to come in with something to prove, too, and try to fill it up a little. And I, I think they'll leave, they'll leave like, at least Dez in the game with Romo. So Romo has somebody familiar to throw to. I don't think they would do that to Romo in his first game. And, like, he had to play since Thanksgiving 2015. He really needs to get his feet wet, you know? So we'll yeah. see what happens there. At Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland coming won. off their first win. Pittsburgh's probably going to rest. I know Bell's already not playing, and you would think Ben. This is a tough game because here's another one. Like, I'll, I like Pittsburgh. I'm going to pick them. But if Ben comes out of this game early and Brown and Bell ain't playing, I, Cleveland could definitely win this game. You know? Landry Jones, the quarterback. I, I, I still don't think they can win the game. <laughs> you don't think, yeah. You don't think, yeah. I mean, I'm taking Pittsburgh, but it was, yeah. you know, I mean, Cleveland's coming off the, obviously a big win, their first win. They were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl last week. <laughs> but I guess when you're 0 14, a win like feels great when you get a win. So, but plus RG3 probably, you know, he's questionable, right? Because of the concussion. He just got out of the concussion protocol, but I'm not sure what his status is. I'm pretty sure he's uh, going to start. I, I saw on NFL Network he was going to start, so. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. It sure, but we'll see. I mean, Landry Jones could make it interesting, definitely. Yeah. All right, Saints at, Saints at Falcons. I'm going to go with Falcons the Falcons. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. They're locked in, but I think they'll finish strong. And uh, I don't think the Saints will win this game on the road. If they were home, it might have been a different outlook. But obviously, Breeze is, Breeze is trying to get 5,000 yards again. I think the Blues are for the seventh year, or sixth or seventh year in his career, which would tie, tie Marino or something. So that, that's interesting. And uh, so, you know, Breeze is going to be looking to air it out. And, you know, is Julio Jones even going to play, or do they rest him for the playoffs? What do you think? Pardon me, what did you say about? I said Julio Jones. You think he plays or they have him for yeah, the playoffs? He'll play. I don't know why, yeah, but he's going to play. Yeah, you wouldn't think he's going to play a full game. I mean, it wouldn't make sense to play the guy a full game, right? It really wouldn't. So, I guess we'll see what happens there. I said, uh, obviously, the Giant-Washington game, which is a huge game, so Washington needs to win to get in. They win, they're in. They lose, they're out. So, this game will be interested setting up the Sunday night game, obviously, the Detroit-Green Bay game, where the Detroit-Green Bay game will either be 
losing, winning you're in, losing you're out, or they both could be in and just playing for the division as a wild card. But it all comes down to the giant Redskins game. I think Washington's going to win just because I think they'll be desperate enough to win this game. What I didn't understand was the spread is like nine points in this game, which indicates that the Giants would be resting everybody, but the Giants need to be playing everybody. Corky will stop stop because he wants that silly little streak is to continue. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pick Washington anyway. I mean, I seen an interview with Beckham yesterday, too, and Beckham was pretty much saying he plans on playing the whole game. You know, I mean, obviously the coach. I mean, yeah, I mean, that. It's like he's doing because he basically coaches himself. You don't listen to the coaches, you know, and they're afraid of him. So, whatever Beckham says, he's pretty much is what's going to happen. And plus, he wants, he, you know, he's, what is he, 10 yards behind Hilton for the receiving uh, title, the receiving yards. So, you know, he wants that as well. So, especially we'll see what Hilton does at 1 o'clock and, and know how many Beckham needs. I mean, if Beckham needs like 150 yards, they may be throwing every pass to him. So John, oh, you know, Josh what? Norman Norman and Beckham should be an interesting uh, matchup again tomorrow for sure. Because, you know, Norman would love to hold him, you know, keep him from getting that, uh, that uh, receiving uh, title, you know. So that'll be interesting. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, how much, like you said, does Corky play? Does he play? How much does Eli play, and how much uh, you know does these guys play? Obviously, it's a big game for Washington, a big game for Cousins. They need the game, so you know, you know, obviously they're going to come out, come out looking to play, and you know, have the whole crowd behind them. So that'll be interesting. And then we have Arizona at Rams. Uh, I'm going to go with Arizona in this game. Of course, the Rams look like they're tanking. Yeah, I agree. Arizona had a nice win last week, so but yeah, the Rams are just bad. I mean, I don't see anything good about the Rams at this point. And now, you know, now we'll see who they're going to get as their coach going forward. And obviously, they got Goff in place, they got Gurley, but you know, they got their defense ain't bad, but they got to fill out the rest of the team. Their offensive line needs help, and you know, obviously, they, they need a they need a big time receiver as well. So we'll see what they do this off season. <laughs> They need help on the outside. They need a big-time receiver. Isn't he? How about Jeff Fisher in Buffalo? How's that sound? Oh, he'll get a job. Yeah, that sounds like sounds like a decent place for him. I mean, they need to rebuild the, their offense, you know. And uh, I, I don't think that – no, they, the, the Bills have a decent – Decent record, so they're not picking in the top uh, ten to fifteen. Maybe they're picking the ten from ten to fifteen. We'll see where, you know, where where that lies after the after weeks after after tomorrow when all the games are finished. But uh, that sounds like a good play, a good landing spot for Fisher. I bet the Bills taking a run at Romo. What do you think of that? Uh, Romo's done. I, I, if I'm yeah, a team, I, I don't I don't touch Romo. And I think if Romo I'll goes away, he's going to go to a veteran team. Like, I don't see him going to a team building. be about fucking Romo. All, they, all we talk about during the offseason are these plays that are done. He's done. It's over. It's over. You, you, the guy can't stay healthy. Can't take a hit and get up and play. It's over. And he's not a punter. He's not a punter. It's over. Right, the Jets better stay away from him. Jets better not go near that guy. No team, man. It's over. It, 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 come on. Anyone paying attention? Is Galloway going after him or something? 
No, I hope they do. Honestly, I hope they do. It's over. It's over. The guy can't take a hit. It's if you can't if you if you can't play quarterback, you can't play quarterback in this league. If you if you can't take any punishment, because quarterbacks they still get punishment because they get it they get hit when they're off balance and you land on that shoulder. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I think. I don't think he can last another full season. I I, I agree hundred percent. I I think there's no way. I think he he comes back. He's asking for trouble. Yeah. All right. So now we have Seattle at Niners. Seattle can lock up the three. I think with a win here. So I don't see Seattle having any issue here. Although yeah, they play yeah. great. And then obviously the big one, Green Bay, Detroit. So here, like I said, so the winner's in with the division. The loser can still get in if Washington loses, but if Washington loses at 420, the loser of this game will be out. So it's going to be interesting going into this game knowing if, if only one team might make it, right? So the that's going to be an interesting game. I mean, I'm going to pick Green Bay. I just think they're hot right now. But uh, what do you think? I mean, you think Detroit can pull this off, or do you think uh, no. you know Green Bay's just rolling right now, and that's it? No, and I and I can't stand Green Bay. There's nothing more I'd like to see than Green Bay not make the playoffs. But no, I I just think uh, just think uh, Detroit's shown their true colors the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know that's it. They had their shot. Yeah, they seem like there's, there's just two teams going in opposite directions at this point, right? I mean, you have you have one team on fire, you know, winning on a winning streak, and another team just struggling, you know, falling apart now. So I agree with you. I don't think Rodgers just looks like he's on a mission. And now, you know, we were talking about this earlier as well. Like, so you know, for the Giant fans out there, what do you think? What's the matchup the Giants don't want to see? You think in the first round? I mean, obviously their choice is at Seattle, at Detroit or at Green Bay? Obviously, they want the Detroit game most. Obviously, oh, Adam was on here talking about that before. But which game you think will be really tough on them? I mean, obviously, Green Bay and Seattle would both be tough. You know, be, I think, I think both of them would be I tough. Think rather, I think they'd rather play Green Bay. They've won in Green Bay in the playoffs before, and uh, they, every time they've played Seattle, whether it's home or away, it's been a nightmare, so... I really think they'd rather see uh, Green Bay. I agree. I don't think anybody should want to go to to Seattle in the playoffs. Yeah. I know Seattle's been pretty inconsistent, but I mean, at home they're going to be tough to beat in the playoffs. So you know, so I you know yeah. I would I would definitely obviously Green Bay is going to be tough too on the road. But like you said, the Giants have won there, and uh, you know Manning has won there. So I you know obviously different teams, but. So if I'm the Giants, I'd much rather go to Green Bay than Seattle. I agree. So Giants should be Giants fans should be rooting for Seattle to win this week, and then they know they at least got the Green Bay Detroit winner, and then they could just root for Detroit because obviously they'd much rather go to Detroit than any any of these other teams. I agree 100 percent on that one. So obviously next week on the show we'll be able to preview the playoffs because we'll have all the playoff matchups set. So next week on the show, we'll we'll go over, obviously, and analyze every playoff game and then uh, make our playoff, you know, predictions. I'm also going to pull – I'm going to go back. I'm going to pull for next week. I'm going to pull out preseason predictions out and see how, how close we came on those with the playoffs as well. 
So that'll be interesting. Oh, that'll. <laughs> you know, so we'll see. We'll see how many teams we got in the playoffs. I know. I know teams like Arizona. We both had in didn't make it. You know, teams like that. I did pick Miami, and I in the off season, but I hit that one. But I, I got to remember how how the rest of it went. You know, I got to go through each one. I think. I don't know if I picked Houston or the Colts. That's the one I have to work on in the offseason to win the division. Yeah, I know. But, I know uh, uh, Pittsburgh versus uh, Arizona in the Super Bowl, so that's not that's not good. Pittsburgh could make it, but obviously Arizona's out. Yeah, and I think I had Seattle. I don't know if I had Seattle, New England, or Seattle, Pittsburgh. I had something like that too. I know I had Seattle Seattle instead of Arizona. That I know I had. But I had Arizona in the playoffs, but I had Seattle going to the Super Bowl. But I'm sorry, I don't remember what I – I think I had the AFC. I think I had – I might have said Seattle, New England again. Um, I don't – I got to look back on that one. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. But I'll I'll have that all for us next week to go over and stuff. So, So anything else jumping out at you? You got to see that fight last night, the Rousey fight? No, nah, I'm not into that. I'm not into the... Yeah, yeah. I usually don't watch it either, but I watched it just because of all the hype, man, and she got destroyed. 48 seconds, she got knocked out. That's it. She'll be, oh, she'll be in WWE. She'll be WWE by WrestleMania now, I guarantee you, because now her, her career's over. She got knocked out two fights in a row. She's done. She'll be... And, and okay. WWE's been recruiting her heavy, so, you know, she'll be in WWE now. She'll, she'll be the women's champion at WrestleMania, probably. <laughs> get, get ready for that one. I can see Ronda well, Rousey for Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Well, if she's going to go to the WWE, you know they're going to guarantee her that she's going to be champion. So. Yeah, exactly. But, wow, all the hype that she got literally destroyed last night. <laughs> like, it wasn't even... I mean, it was just like a clinic of boxing. The girl just punched the hell out of her, and they stopped it. Her whole face was muffed up. She wouldn't even. She just walked out. She wouldn't even talk to anybody. Oh, she. She probably probably knew she was. She probably knew she was. She probably knew she was done before the fight even started. It sounds like. Yeah, and you just look. The girl, the other girl, was so much bigger than her, and like. Uh, somebody predicted right before the fight, I heard they said this girl was going to destroy Rousey, and she was right. The person who predicted it was right because it was destruction. So, yeah. I don't even know what the other girl looks like. I know what Ronda Rousey looks like because she was in uh, the Entourage movie, but uh, I don't yeah, know what the yeah. other one. Well, I think that was part of her downfall, Ronda Rousey, because she was 12 and 0, she was dominant, but then she became this public, popular figure. And she, it, it, yeah. you know, it, you lose focus. You know, you start doing modeling and all this other stuff, movies. You lose focus, and it's clear. And yesterday, she was just completely unprepared. I mean, she didn't move her head. She was just like target prime. It was like hitting a heavy bag, really. I mean, it was it was bad. She, I mean, they're blaming our coach today. They're saying the coach didn't have her prepared. But you know, listen, your coach can prepare you, but you still got to go in there and do stuff. You know, she just stood there and got punched in the face. I mean, you know, so. So that's it. So that's, that's it. We got a big day of college football. We have the two big playoff games today and a full slate of big NFL games tomorrow. And then, you know, next week we'll be talking about the playoffs and we'll be talking about the national championship game next week. And we'll also talk about your Oklahoma game. 
you know, we'll talk about the Oklahoma game next week as well. And uh, sounds good. You know, the, did, you, did you catch the Miami West Virginia game? That was a good game too. Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, both sides. Yeah, I watched. I saw funny. that game. Yeah. It was funny because the first quarter they said how Kaya should stay in school. He's not ready for the NFL. He, you know, he didn't look good in the first quarter. And all of a sudden, he four touchdown passes in like the second quarter, and all of a sudden, everything changed. Yeah, that's I great. Him, I would that, still come back. Oh, I would come back for the senior year if I was him. Okay. I, it sounds like he's coming back. I mean, listen, uh, you know, listen to the poll and Ed McCaffrey. You can prove Why not? You know, you can prove your game. Someone tell me why this McCaffrey didn't play. Someone tell me why this McCaffrey. He's a fourth round draft pick. Why? Why? Yeah. Why didn't he play? And, and and he's not a running back. If he wanted to take the the, the game off and learn how to. Run routes. I mean, that's great, but dude, dude, you're you're third down back, if that, in the NFL, and a special teams guy. That's what he is. Yeah. If any team takes this guy in the first four rounds, they need to get they need to fire the general manager. I mean, this guy is just not an NFL player. Let me ask Sick. you something. So, what do you what do you think about like these star players sitting out these ball games? I mean, do you agree? Well, with to me, it's 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 a big strike against them. I mean, uh, I take Leonard Fournette off my board. I mean, he basically took the whole season off anyway. The guy didn't play most of the season because of an ankle injury. Are you kidding me? He's off my board. That Mc, the, the McCaffrey kid wasn't on my draft board as it is, unless he's there in the fourth or fifth round. I mean. Dude, you you're not a running back. You're if if you're a wide receiver, if you want to play wide, to me he's he's just like the guys like Reggie Bush, and uh and Tavon Austin. To me, Tavon Austin is a is a running back playing wide receiver, and and I always thought Reggie Bush was a wide receiver who played running back. These guys don't have positions; they're special teams guys. Yeah, and I another thing, I mean, you're letting your team down too by sitting out. I mean. Are you competitive? I, I, I mean, to me, I want competitive players. I, I, I mean, everything's not talent. I mean, everybody's talented in the NFL. It's what you have in your heart and competitiveness that I want. I want a team full of NFL players, you know, competitive NFL players. I mean, that's, what I, that's what I look for when I draft a player. It's not all about what you do in the gym, and, you know, it's not, you know, you can't take off like Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette basically dogged the season with a hurt, with, yeah. a, with a bang to bang. I mean, to me, he, he's off my board. He, that guy's off my board. And so who, McCaffrey, like mind, I, who, who would be, who, who would be your, your who, who's your number one running back as of now? I mean, obviously, it could change oh, before cook. the draft. But now, that's cook, right? cook. Yeah, cook. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, I I don't like I don't like, I think chicken moves to sit out a game like that. I know people worry oh, they get hurt, they ruin their future. You can't play like that. You you, you can't you know because like just you said, it, it, it's just me. You're worried more about money than you are about you know winning. So enough it says a lot. Yeah, it to shows me. character. You know, it shows your character. You know. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how it plays out. You know, obviously we'll be doing a lot of that when the. NFL draft comes, and, you know, we'll be doing a draft show again, as always. So that'll be fun. That, we'll kick that. We're both in the playoffs right now, so the draft's on the finale, a little on the back burner, so we both get knocked out, and then, you know, then we'll be talking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather talk okay, about anything. Oh, and I'd rather talk about anything about the, other than Tony Romo in the offseason, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to spend the off season worried about where the hell Tony Romo is going to play. 
We'll be doing our draft boards for our draft show again. Sure. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Khalif to, to to join us again this year for the draft like you did last yeah, year. Be great. Yeah. And uh, one other thing before I let you go. So also Bosa, you heard now Bosa's complaining that he's unhappy with losing. I mean, I just got there. I mean, seriously. And I, think, <laughs> I, think the, I think the writing was on the wall when that whole bout that he wasn't going to be there long. <laughs> you know, once this contract runs out, he's probably out of there. If he could get out of there, yeah. franchise him. He's got to read the can... NFL rule book. He needs to read the NFL rule book and understand that he's, it's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and San Diego, San Diego, they lost a lot of close games this year, San Diego. Yeah, maybe if he was in there the first couple of years, maybe if he was in there in, uh, in training camp, they would have, you know, they would have they won a couple of those uh, early games. little update, I just seen Georgia Tech just got a defensive touchdown, so they're up 7 nothing on Kentucky. Yeah. And they a defensive touchdown. So. Yeah, I'm watching All right. You're watching it now? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'll let you go. Thank you, as always. Great job, as always. No problem, man. You. Happy New Year. Have a happy New Year. Enjoy tonight, all right? All right, man. You too. And I'll talk to you, I'll talk to you during the week, for sure. You got it. All right, man. Later. A very old PDV doing football, NFL, and college, doing a great job, as always, today. And, uh, you know, our final week of picks are in. And uh, so we got our picks in for that. We got our college. Like I, said, like I said, our records haven't been that great in the college bowl picks so far, but we're both over 500, and hopefully we'll finish strong. And the NFL, we've been doing great all year with our picks, so we'll see how we finish off with our total records this year. So we'll see how that works out. I have another, another caller here I'm going to bring in. Hello, you're on the Mojo Sports Show. Hey, Mojo, how are you? What's up, Chris? What's going on? Hello? Yes, you hear me? Hey, what's up? What's going on? Yeah, I can hear you. Nothing? What's nothing? up? What's going on? Just calling to say we're excited about we're excited about Dallas. Yeah, listen. What do you think Dallas is going to, you know, how, how long do you think the press conference tomorrow? Probably like a quarter and then they'll bring Romo in, you think? I would say a quarter. I would say a quarter. Unless they're planning on keeping him in the half and then putting Romo in for one quarter and Sanchez in. I think they should just leave him in a quarter, take him out and yeah, let the other the two play. And, and also, like, how how much is Elliot yeah, and, you know. and uh, Dez even play, right? Like, you don't even know how much these guys are going to play. Yeah, I wouldn't keep them in all, all games. It doesn't make I sense. Would, it doesn't you know, make sense. Why risk an injury? Yeah, I wouldn't take that chance. I mean, you're in it. You're first seed. You buy for first week by. Just yeah, rest them up. I wouldn't even bother. I mean, apparently for some reason they have to play them or they want to play them for some kind of something. I don't know. To get there's uh, some kind of incentive or bonuses. Rookie I think something going or for the rookie I don't record, know. Right? Yeah, Elliot's going for the rookie record. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. he's like what, a hundred and something yards or something. So I, yeah, so. something like that. I think Dak too, right? They said something like that. But 
But yeah. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't take a chance. Like you said, I would just you know, let them come in for a little, you know, maybe, you know, even a half a quarter and then take them out. Yeah, Whatever. You, you don't yeah, need you the know. game, so right. More important Good than answer. the game. I can't wait for the playoffs. I know. Next to Miami's week. in too, you know. So two weeks, right? It's more interesting. Next week. Next week is the playoffs. Well, Dallas don't play. I know. They got a body. You week. must be so excited, right? Yeah. yeah. You must be so excited. Oh my! I know. I could just imagine. So now they're saying that if Washington beats the Gi- the Giants are in it anyway, right? So now if yeah. Washington beats the Giants, they're in. Then New England wins yeah. the. No, Washington. New England wins Washington the first round by. No, it has nothing to okay. do with New England. Okay, so what does that have to do with Washington? Washington game has to do with the. Oh Green no! Nation so if game. if. Right, if right, right. That's wins, what I meant. That's what I meant. They're in. If they lose, then Green Bay and Detroit are both in. So that that's that's what it's coming down to. Oh, okay. So now, if Washington wins, then they're Green in. Bay and, and the, Detroit have to fight for. One of them gets in. Whoever wins Sunday night gets in. So if in, Washington loses. Okay, that's going to be a good game Sunday night. But I feel like I feel like Green Bay's going to just come out and blow them out because they're just on a mission. Well, if Washington, listen, if Washington loses, I don't know. Then Green Bay, Green Bay, and Detroit are still playing for the third seed or to the see who seed. gets so the first round by. Yeah. So okay. neither of them are going to get a bye. Neither okay. of them are going to bye, but one of them will get a home game. That's the difference. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so either way, that game is okay. important. But the Washington game will be playing earlier, so then they'll know where that leads them, you know? Right, right. Should so be interesting. Well, yesterday I was in the hospital with Amanda all day because she had, like, this stomach thing. She couldn't stop throwing up for two days. And so um, we went to the hospital. She was dehydrated. So they had her there on IV all day. And so today we're just going to, you know, we got home late yesterday. And so today we're going to just keep it quiet in the house with just us. And I'm going to see if Catfish wants to come over and just hang out, just us. The Catfish monster. You know, because, uh Yeah. Because uh, she's still not right, you know. She can't eat anything, so she's on liquids right now, and I don't want to take her out and get her sick. I, I don't like to go out on New Year's anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I have Just Dennis. Dennis will be here, Sam. Yeah. We'll just hang out. I'm, I've got a bunch of snacks I'll make for them, and we'll just hang out here. What there about you, you know. guys? Hey, I want to give a shout-out to my sister-in-law for her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Tony. Tone. Love you. Happy birthday to and, Tony. Uh, yeah. And, and happy birthday to little Joseph, um, Janine's baby. And yeah, happy birthday Joseph's to him. Birthday. I think he's six now. My God, time time flies, you know. 
So yeah. So. Yeah, we're going. We're going to his party and that's next it. week. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so. And that's it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we're just, just um, yeah, we're just going to have a. Oh, good. So we're going out to dinner. Give Lil A a kiss for me. I will, definitely. I saw the video you posted. I just saw it of him knocking the camera guy out with his. That kid's gonna be a yeah, sideman. He's gonna guy. be MVP one day. I was oh my god, he's gonna be MVP one day. <laughs> he, I, I the my, way he stands phone, and just swings that bat. My phone at my chest. He's just he's something. I I know. I saw. He the, the way he just swings that bat like that's a home run shot. Like he's yeah, just no, so he's good. Like he's got his, his new bat age. now, so he's happy with his new bat. It's crazy. It's crazy. Remember, I want to be in those uh, in the clubhouse. Yeah. I want to be sitting in there with you guys. <laughs> I hope That's so. That's crazy. He's definitely going <laughs> to be rookie of the year. Forget it. I can just see it. A little stud. But anyway, yeah, tomorrow should be a good, uh, a good, interesting week, you know, for football. I'm looking forward to just staying in and watching football. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a big week. A lot of big Do you know games. what games are televised? Do you know what's going to well, be televised? The Giants. Well, the Jets Obviously, and the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. And the Jets. So. Yeah, they're both they're both out of the New York teams, so I, I don't know if there's any other games on. And then the night game will be uh, will be Detroit the Green Bay. Yeah. The Detroit. That's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, it's big implications, so it's definitely exciting. Yeah, that should be good. I'll be texting you during that. So. Yeah. All right, well, sure. you have a great New Year's, and um, I love you guys. And give Tony a big kiss for me for her birthday, and little I too, all right? Tell him Happy New Year, I said. Okay? I will, thank you. Be safe. You too, thank all you. All right, Happy babe, New Year. I'll talk to you during the week. Have fun tonight, guys. Tell right. Amanda right. I feel Thanks. better. All right, bye. I will. Thank you. Bye. Steve from Pinebush going in, talking some Dallas Cowboys and some other stuff. So I'm going to take a quick commercial, then I'm going to come back, and we're going to get into some other stuff. We did a little football so far, a lot of football and college football. We did a little on the UFC fight. And, uh, you know, now we're going to get into uh, – when we come back, we're going to get into some other stuff, some NBA, some some baseball, some NHL. Yeah, we'll talk some other stuff as well. But the phone lines are open. You can call and talk football as well. Any sports, 718-508-9883 on this New Year's Eve special. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. 
For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. We're halfway through the show. New Year's Eve special. We did a lot of NFL early on. Talked a lot of football. All the Week 17 games, all the playoff scenarios, ECC. We also did uh, college football. You know, Pete was on. We did like I said, the pros and college. We went through all the bowl games, you know, the, the games today, the big playoff, college playoffs. And uh, we're looking at our picks so far. And uh, so very uh, very good show, football packed. Yeah, obviously, with, you know, the bowls and the playoffs coming in the NFL next couple of weeks, there's going to be a lot of football. And then, you know, once football ends, then that's when you really start diving into more basketball, hockey. Obviously, you still dive into it now, but, you know, with the football playoffs, obviously, it's taking top priority. And baseball, of course, will be, is right around the corner. So, obviously, 
spring training will be here before you know it. Once you get past, like, the Super Bowl and then you get into, like, starts coming towards February, kind of like that month where you really start getting into the, the NBA, NHL, college, basketball. And then once March comes on, you have March Madness, and it pretty much takes you right into baseball and then the NBA and NHL playoffs. So, so a lot to come. And then, obviously, the NFL draft, you know, as well comes at that time. So a, a lot coming. But we're on, on live here, Mojo Sports Show, 718-508-9883. You could call in and talk about any sports. We're talking all sports today. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to change a little gears now. Now, just for a touch on one of the things so I, I brought it up before, we were talking about uh, repeat a little, the Rousey fight from yesterday. So, obviously, all the big expectations. And she went out last night and completely got destroyed. And a brutal loss, 48 seconds in. So now you would think, you would think she's probably done now. I mean, I, I don't see her coming back from this. It's the second straight bad knockout in a row. You know, it's, it's the type of, you just move on at that point. And, you know, like I said, I, I could see her, I could see her definitely in uh, in WWE. There's no doubt in my mind that they've been recruiting her hard. And now after this loss, if there's any chance, obviously they're saying she'll go to Hollywood. And she will. She'll probably do some movies as well. But she she likes she wants to get involved. She likes to be active. She wants to fight. And obviously, she's not going to UFC. WWE is definitely right up her alley. And she made that appearance last year at WrestleMania. So I could definitely, without a doubt, see see her in the WWE. Next year, this year, so you know, 2017, because it's about, you know, we're about to get into the new year. So I could definitely see something like that happening. So I guess we'll have to just wait and see with her. But yeah, yesterday was definitely a, a brutal, brutal knockout for her loss, and a tough, a tough one for her to, I'm sure, to swallow. I'm sure it's disappointing for everybody involved. I'm sure, it's disappointing to the UFC, you know, Dana White and all that, because you know. That's you know that's your big money ticket right there, and you know it's just amazing that so here she is. She has a fought in a year. Obviously, she's a big name. She made three million for the fight yesterday, and Amanda Nunes, the champion who won, only made a hundred thousand. So just think of that. So yeah, the champion who completely dominated her only made a hundred thousand dollars, and she made three million. But you know what? Nobody could say anything about her because UFC woman ain't. Division ain't what it is without Ronda Rousey. So she she made, gave all these other women the opportunity by you know, being as dominant as she was up in that time. And I, I, I truly believe that for her, it was it was really it really got her. She lost her edge with, with all the movies and the, the attention, the modeling, and all that stuff. I think she, she lost her edge. It's clear as day. I mean. She's basically was a standstill punching bag last night. I mean, she couldn't. She didn't have no head movement. She couldn't move. I mean, she was just saying this girl was paying off on her. Like, I watched this fight, and I was like, I'm hoping, you know, maybe she had a decent fight. I mean, and, you know, so maybe she would win. I mean, you figure a comeback fight. But I, I mean, I know from what I heard, I don't watch this a lot, but from what I heard, Nunez was really a good fighter. So I knew it was going to be a tough fight. But man, I thought it was going to be a little. I thought it was at least going to be somewhat entertaining. You know, this fight was total. Just, I mean, you're watching like 20 seconds into the fight, you're like, "Wow, this fight might be over." And then, sure enough, a couple more punches later, it was over. It was completely, completely destroyed. Like it, it, it was amazing, and you could just see after the fight, and they were raising Amanda Nunes' hand, and she's celebrating. She was really rubbing it in too. 
she was telling everybody to forget Ronda Rousey. And, but Ronda, you can see Ronda just standing there with her head down, like, just to press, like, to feed it. Like, you, like, if you looked at her last night, you said there's no way she's ever going to fight again. I mean, she looked done. She, I mean, not even her in-ring after the fight. Just her, her body language. Like, she was demoralized after that fight. Like, I mean, she just went in there and got complete, completely busted. Like, I, I it was, it was, it was just a, a bad way, a bad showing. But you know, listen, that first loss kind of exposed her a little as far as she can't handle the straight on. She's not a boxer. She, she wants to grapple, get to the ground, and right. This, this, I mean, because Holly Holmes really exposed her in, in that way where she was. You know, a stand-up punching bag, and but at least that was a more entertaining fight than went a little longer. This fight was just there was no contact. There was never a chance that you said she has any chance once the bell rang. I mean, it was complete and utter domination. So sad to see because she's been a great, great for the sport and uh, and all that. And uh, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see if she can uh, what she does now. But I, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much thinking. You'll never see her in the UFC ring again. I, I I think it's more likely you see her in the WWE ring than anything else. So we'll 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 keep, definitely keep an eye and wish her the best. But she has been great for the sport, and you know she's great in the public eye. She hasn't you know never been like one of these people that you don't like and done stupid stuff. So she's been pretty classy. So you know. No, nothing for the best for her in her future. We'll see where she goes. As a wrestling fan. I'm I'm actually interested because I think she's going to come to wrestling, and I think that'll be really interesting. I think it'll be good for her, and I think it'll be good for the WWE. So we'll see what happens there. But we're going to get into we're going to get into we're going to take a call with my man. Right now. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Mojo. Good morning and happy Very, new year. You too. Very exciting in the world of UFC, huh? Oh man, unbelievable. And that's I why mean, you know I'll I tell you one big problem. I, I want to tell you one big problem I have. Well, you I see a problem for UFC because I'm watching the fight last night. It seems like anytime I watch a UFC event, the main events don't go on until like one one thirty in the morning, which is ridiculous. I mean, you, you're waiting all night. You, I waited all night for that fight that ended in 40 seconds last night. Like, uh, you know, it was well, crazy. Well, well aren't, they, aren't they kind of taking that, that route from boxing? I mean, boxing, the card starts at 7. The main event don't happen until 11.30. Or 11, yeah, you know, 11, well, there's a difference between 11.30 and 1.30, though. I mean, no, 1.30 I, 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 I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I, you know, look, I... Now, how old is Ronda Rousey? She's 29. From a UFC perspective, is that old? I don't know. No, you know, like I said, I'm not like a crazy UFC guy. Like, I watch it religiously. I mean, I'll, I'll try to watch the big fight. But, uh, I, you know, I question. don't. I mean, all the greats, 
all the greats, um, either they get old and get tagged or they get old and they quit. But but typically it happens they get they get hit once or twice and 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 they change. You know, for whatever reason they change. Something goes off and they change. We've seen it, you know, fifty times like in my lifetime. Like Tyson. Everybody. Yeah. I mean you had a uh um uh, who was that guy that, that really, really quick? He was a middleweight. I mean, they, they couldn't touch him. A, a winky something or other tagged him once, and that was the end of his – I mean, he never really was the same guy again. You know, it's Roy happened. Jones? Roy Jones, there you go. It happened yeah. a gazillion times. I mean, is that the case here, that she got tagged and then and that was it? I mean, she looked like she was so outmatched. I mean, really. Or it wasn't I mean, even competitive, yeah. I don't know how she's even the number one contender. I think she was the number one contender out of name because she definitely, you know, I don't know. I don't understand how she's number one, but the girl who beat her last time, Molly, uh, you know, you know well, that's the girl who knocked her out the first time was his ranked fourth, Holly Holmes. So I don't, I don't get how that is. I think, I think on the in-between, she lost a bunch of fights, Holly Holmes. That, that, that's well, that's she lost. She lost to Misha Tate, and then Misha Tate lost to Amanda Nunes, who so, beat Rousey. But Rousey beat Misha Tate twice, so it kind of, you know, it's kind of funny, I guess. Look, I, I, guess I think in the I think, it, I think in the UFC because there's so many disciplines combined into one sport. I mean, even even the really great, excuse me, even the really great ones lose a match or two. You know, I mean, if you. If if, if 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 anybody on any level you know grabs your hand or your leg or just catches you with an elbow or a fist or what have you you know so you expect that but you don't expect this kind of annihilation I mean this kind of domination I mean she has to be is she done in the UFC I think so I don't see I don't think you'll ever see her fight again in that she'll be in as I said she'll be in the WWE now yeah no I heard you mention that. Now, here's my question to you, though. I mean, right before she got beat last year, they were touting her as the greatest ever. She could never be beat. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. How could you go from that to this in, in such a short span of time? I don't get it. She was one of the faces of she was one of the faces of UFC. You know, her and McGregor are the two were the two faces of the sport. She was the woman's face, and he's the male face. You know. And, so and she, you know, but the difference is he lost McGregor and he bounced back and he won in a big way. She lost and now she came out and she got even beat worse the next time. So you think if she came out and won, um, we'd be talking about her being one of the greatest once again? Oh, yeah. Well, if she won, listen, she wasn't going to stay around long. She probably was only going to have like one or two more fights after this anyway. Now, why do you but, say that? Because she's made it clear she wasn't going to be fighting much into like into her thirties, so oh, she wanted okay. to be pretty much retired by that. But she you know, she was coming back. She obviously wanted to avenge the loss and show she still had it. And then she probably would have. I know she wanted the rematch with the girl who beat her the first time, Holly Holm. So she probably wanted to win this fight and then get that rematch and avenge that loss. And then she might have retired after that. But now after this loss, I don't see how she comes back. I, I, Mentally, she looks mentally shot, Stevie. I mean, I'm watching her face. Even, even the fact that after she lost last year, she was disappeared off the public eye for a year. I mean, she didn't do interviews or anything. And then now she comes out here and she got destroyed. She didn't do any interviews last night after the fight. She did no pre-fight interviews. 
And and just watching her in the ring after the fight with her head down, bloody, like she just looked defeated. She looked like it was over to me. I don't see her ever coming tight again. Well, hey, listen, she made plenty of money. She's still got it. Listen, she's still going to be recognized as one of the greatest, you know, because she was so dominant. Of course, for, of course. For the first few years. And listen, I mean, she made plenty of money, and she's still going to make plenty of money modeling, doing movies, if she goes to WWE. So she still has plenty ahead of her. So I don't see, I don't see how being hurt, you know, financially at all in the future. My so. my my point being, my point being, it's just a vicious sport that one day you're on the top and the next day you're you're literally out of it. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, yeah. You know, that, you know that that that, that could actually happen in in any major. It, it's sport. true. You could be on top like that, one like, day and then on the bottom all of a sudden, right? Well, look. In all sports, we see it. People have their day. Look at Darrell Rebus, right? But we've seen yeah. a kind of gradual decline over the last two years. It wasn't all of a sudden he couldn't, you know, without any particular major injury, you know, we didn't see he was just done. You know, which is horrible. It really yeah. is. I, I actually feel bad for us, to tell you the truth. Losing, losing. I'll tell you, when you're a big athlete like that, lo- losing, you know, losing is definitely uh it's definitely hard to take, you know, like you're so used to being on top of the world and you lose, and now all of a sudden it's a lonely world. Well, so. and, and I'm, uh, look, you were, you were and, and, and you were your son a bit too now, uh, a competitive person. You always get out there, you probably pretty much always wanted to win, and you got angry when you didn't. Well, imagine on that level, on the national stage with the lights and the expectations and the amount of time they put in in losing. Quite different. Well, like I said before, I think her undoing was the popularity. I think she got distracted with movies, modeling, all this other stuff, and it, it took a focus. You know, mm-hmm. you lose your edge. She lost her edge. There's no well, doubt Rocky about Drake? it. You think yeah, it's Rocky a good Drake? It's a good comparison. Rocky Three. There you go. The first <laughs> fight, right? The first fight with uh, Club of Life. Exactly. You know, he's messing around, getting kissed while he's working out. Doing special workouts for the fans, and you know, Missy was like, "Let's get in the gym, sweating tears," and he didn't want to do it, right? And exactly, you like you like that analogy I brought up out of nowhere. <laughs> I like it. That was very impressive. I gotta say. I'm a wealth and what knowledge. else is so going on? What else is on your mind? What else is well, going on? Well, here's my question: What happened to Todd Bowles? Todd Bowles. Well, it sounds like from what I heard yesterday, it sounds like Todd Bowles will be returning. It sounds like he'll be back. He said he'll be back in 2017. But, listen, no decision is going to be made until Black Monday next week. So, if I mean, you know, if, if the tomorrow's game, so this Monday, two days, that's when you're going to see if he's really coming back or not. But I, I don't think – Yeah, I have a problem. I don't, I, don't think I don't think these issues are him. I, personally, I think it's more of an organizational issue than a coaching issue. You know, um, so I, I, I agree I, somewhat, I but you know, what's I funny agree though, somewhat. Please? But here's my here's my problem. You know, what's funny before before you before you before you explain. You know, what's to me what's funny is last year the Jets had a good year, right? And yeah. everybody was saying how great of a job he did, and oh, yeah. he's a great coach, and the Jets yes, needed me included, yeah. And now they come out and have a bad year, and everybody wants the guy's head. So you know, to me, the problem ain't. Todd Bowles. Listen, I don't think he's 
I think he definitely made some bad moves this year, but I don't think he's the issue, the main issue here. One, they have no – Fitzpatrick was terrible. They were banking on Fitzpatrick this year, and he was horrible this year. That was a big factor for them. I think Decker's injury was huge. And some of the offensive line injuries were huge for them, and I think that really set them back as well. But, you know, evidently it always comes back to the coach, right? So, what were well, you going to say? Yeah, I, I'm not, not only that. See, 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 that's not where I was going to hit him because the performance on the the injuries on the field and the things he had to deal with, coaches have to deal with. Some rise above, some don't. But I, you can't hold him completely accountable. But I can hold him accountable for losing the clubhouse. And and in my mind, we, we talk about it all the time in the baseball analogy. Like, what does the clubhouse like? Like, like how how you know what weight do you put on clubhouse atmosphere? Um, you know, you see time and time again. It it seems like a lot. They lose the clubhouse; it just carries onto the field. Um, you know, so you know that, that that's where he's lost me. Not the record, not particular performances. You know, I, I think that's where he lost it. So would you would you replace him if you were the Jets? Would you move on, or would you give him another shot next year? Would I what? So would you move on next year, or would you give him another chance? Oh. Hello? I lost you, I think. You hear me? Stevie, you hear me? Steve. Hello? Steve, call back. Steve, call back. Hello? You hear me or what? Hello? You there? I'm here. Do you hear me? Steve, do you hear me? Yes, I hear you now. I don't know exactly what happened there. Me either. I have no idea what happened there. So, 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 just to pick up my point, my, my issue with him is that he lost the clubhouse. Plain and simple. It's not anything at all whatsoever. Else, is that he lost the clubhouse, and to me, it's not acceptable. So, so you're so you're ready to replace him then? Um, I'm I'm, you know what's so funny? Because I'm I'm in between, kind of like you just said. I was all for him. I thought he did a good job. I thought it was a building. I thought the personnel they got in, um, you know, Forte and whatnot. You know, I I thought they were gonna have a successful season. I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl. They were going to build a bit on last year, right? Give or take a little bit because you really can never tell with uh, any sport. But, you know, him losing probably about, what, the 12th week? It was like two, three weeks ago, I guess. So he just really lost the clubhouse. People yakking all over the place, saying things about each other, calling everybody out. It just, you know, and, and him publicly saying, well, we're going to nip this in the bud. We're going to talk about it. And the next week, the same thing happens. To me, that's a problem, you know. It's a problem in any sport. Look, I, I, I've I been coaching basketball for a long time. And, well, relatively long time, right? Um, but you have championships to back that up, too. Exactly. A lot, a lot of times, you know, after practices, we go for ice cream. We have pasta dinner. It's, it's a girls' team, so they have 
sleepovers and they had dance parties together. Just a team, not other friends, just a team. The other day we went ice skating. It's not just about a play day for my daughter, because that's not what it's about at all. What it's about is you need cohesiveness within a team, and I have to truly like each other um, and learn about each other personally on and off the court to be a better team. I think it has a lot to do with it. So I don't necessarily have a locker room, but I have Dairy Queen, right? And I have dinners, and we have a fence together off the court, and I think that's incredibly important on any team. And even though these guys are professionals making a lot of money, it still is, is pretty impactful on that level as well. I, I really believe it. I mean, we talk about it all the time. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a big factor. I agree, the clubhouse. I think a lot of it is some of the players, too. Like, I think they got players causing the problem. I think guys like, you know, Sheldon Richardson, Muhammad Wilkinson, obviously Brandon Marshall's a big headache. I mean, now, I told you, once once they start losing, you're going to see the real Brandon Marshall, and he's coming out now. Well, I mean, I heard well, it halftime. I heard it halftime. What he did last week at halftime was disgusting. I heard the whole team was disgusted with him. That what he did in the locker room. What did he do? Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear or see. So he basically uh, threw a tantrum. He threw a tantrum, ripping apart the team, and you know, just calling people out. But you know, he used to be calling himself out. I mean, he first of all, he hasn't been good the last few weeks, and you know, he talks, he talks, he talks. But you also got to, if you're going to talk, you got to back it up, and he hasn't backed it up this year. And Marshall's a great receiver. I'm always a big Brandon Marshall fan. But I've seen this act play out before. I've seen him do this in Denver. I've seen him do this in Miami. And I've seen him do this in Chicago. He, when he gets unhappy and he wants out, he wants out. And believe it or not, in Miami, he, he, he didn't want out. Miami just traded him because they, I guess they seen they didn't want his attitude and they just didn't want him around. So that's why well, I got rid of him. And I thought it was a bad trade for Miami because they didn't really get much for him. But... This is why Marshall won't last long on the team because you know, his act wears, he wears out fast, you know? Well, I think he's a big talent. He's a huge talent. You know, he really is. But but I do think that there's a lot of baggage that comes along with him, like a lot of guys, especially in the NFL. Yeah, and, you know, listen, he's going to be 33 years old, you know, you know, he's referring to headache. That's the thing the team's got to evaluate after the year. But the team needs a quarterback. The team needs help. I mean, they first say, you know, are they going to keep holes? Who's going to be the quarterback next year? Who, you know, what else is going on? So they got a lot of issues, you know, to deal with. Well, here's the thing. I'm saying going into this year, they had such high expectations that things couldn't have gone any worse at this point for them. Well, well, here's the question. Do you get rid of everybody and kind of clean house all of the big names start up? you know, uh, trade and, and try to, you know, decrease your cap and kind of build again? Or do you keep some key pieces, you know, and, and, you know, you keep some key pieces but change the coaching staff? Or do you, you know, do do a little bit of both? I mean, all of these things, the problem is once you start retooling to that level, you know, to be competitive again, it might be another two, three years. And for Jeff fans, we're waiting 40. And, and for the Jets, it's like they need this quarterback situation settled. Obviously, Fitzpatrick's gone. Petty hasn't, didn't show much. He got hurt as well, so you don't know. 
Hackenberg didn't even get a shot. Like, is, do they have their quarterback on their roster right now, or do they have to go look somewhere else? You know, that's well, I don't, another. I don't understand why they wouldn't wouldn't play Hackenberg tomorrow. It makes like, no I, sense. I it really does. Well, it I, don't, no I don't get it. Like, is Bowles still trying to win games? I mean, to him, I would get Hackenberg out there and see what you get. You never know. You know what you got in Fitzpatrick, and you know he's not going to be in the team next year. Why start him? Why even play him one snap unless you have to? It, it, it literally makes no sense. I really don't even get what they're doing at this point. It makes no sense to me at all that they, that they, that they wouldn't play Hackenberg tomorrow. It just makes no sense. I, I don't see the, the logic behind it. So I do think I do think that, I mean, they might get a good shot at a young quarterback if, you know, position, what would that be, potentially the third pick? Something like that. No, right now I think they got like the eighth pick, right? So, you know. But are they, listen, they wasted second-round picks on quarterbacks the last couple of years. Are they going to waste another first-rounder on a quarterback? I mean, whoever's making the picks there is doing a horrible job because, you know, you're wasting draft picks here. You know, you can't waste a second-round pick on Hackenberg and then not play up to see what you got, especially when their quarterback situation is in such disarray. This guy should be on the field. Let's see what he's done. How about you go for Tony Romo? How about I don't you think Romo would go to the Jets. Romo's, Romo's going to only go to a team that's close to winning. He's, he's not going to go to a team like the Jets. He's, he's going to have a say where he goes. So Romo's not going to go. I, I do not see Romo on the Jets. I, I don't see it. Is there anybody else out there we could trade for? I mean, well, that's the thing look, is. I don't, I don't know, but these are all the conversations they should have internally. And and I still think they have enough pieces and they're young enough at some positions that they don't have to completely overhaul and can be competitive next year. And it all starts with the quarterback. It really does. Listen, I, I'm going to stick to my prediction. I predicted earlier in the year, and I'm going to stick to it. I think, I think the Jets quarterback next year, and I, I know a lot of Jets fans are going to cringe right now when I say this, but I think the Jets' quarterback next year is going to be Jay Cutler. That's my prediction. And you know, I that you know, rumor. could be bad at times, but better than anything they got. I heard that rumor swirling around, and it's not a bad rumor. Listen, he's still better than anything they got. Uh, he is. By far. And Marshall was like that. Marshall's, Marshall's friends with him, and Marshall's got – listen, Marshall played with him in Denver and Chicago. So Marshall's got some good, uh, you know – chemistry with him as well, so it could make sense, you know, but who knows. And, and a quarterback can make a tremendous difference. So, so lastly, before I leave you, any updates with the Mets? Because I'm really frustrated on their non-committal on anything. They're like yeah, a bunch it's pretty of frustrating. I mean, it don't, it don't look like they're looking to spend. I mean, they're looking for minor league deals. I mean, the McCutcheon rumors seem to be that didn't go anywhere. The fact that they're not even looking to sign any any relief pitches to major league deals is is the troubling part. That they they're not willing to open the bank to, to try to win. I mean, you have Familiar who's going to get at least thirty games. You got Reed going to move up to the closer spot, and then who do you? Yeah, nothing behind them. I mean, it makes and, and Reed to me, to me Reed fell apart. You know, Reed was overworked last year. If Familiar's gone, and he's going to be even even more tax towards the beginning of the year when we need him in September. He's not going to be the, the guy we need. You know, you, you need to get him some help. 
Well, the thing is, Steve, is that we talked about it that even with Familiar and Reed, they needed another guy. And they don't even yeah. have Familiar for the games, probably. So I don't understand what they're – I mean, they're just leaving like their money I told in their you, faces. Like I, like I told you, I didn't want them to get a top-tier closer. I thought an eighth-inning guy – like uh, the Baltimore dude or someone that could really maybe step into that closer role, younger guy. That's the guy I would have liked to have um, that, that maybe could prove he can be a closer on a major league level. And then, you know, kind of he takes some pressure off Familia or whatever. And in certain situations where we know Familia is a head case, you throw this guy in. They, they, they definitely need another guy. And, and if they don't, you know, they, they might not have as successful as the season as, as we would like. You know, you really, once again, in the, in the World Series, in the postseason, you've seen how relief pitching is, is a commodity um, and it wins games. You can't always wait for the trade deadline for that. It doesn't always work. Yeah, especially the, fact, especially the fact that Familia is uh, – you know, uh, uh, alpha of a 30-plus game. And it could be more than 30 games. Listen, the bottom line is, is that you can't sit here and tell everybody you you want, you're gonna, you think you can win the World Series this year, but yet you're leaving your money in your pocket when there's ways to improve your team. You know, I think, I think personally the worst move of the offseason was Offering Neil Walker that seventeen million dollar qualifying offer. Oh, I think that's just that's seventeen million dollars. I don't think that. We do, I think he's a good player. Listen, we can live. We can live without Neil Walker. That seventeen million dollars uh, would be very help useful right now to, to get things we need. I'd much rather I, let Walker leave and use that seventeen million dollars to get Matt Weed is at a relief pitcher. Uh, you know, and then and then and then really you have that guy Ty at second base and uh, Flores, not not so bad. You'd be and okay. Ray, got Ray yeah, to put that. I mean, you're fine. Bright, no, I agree with you. Uh, bright, healthy. So we can't really bank on right either. So I didn't particularly want Neil Walker to come back. Yeah, I didn't like and, it. Not at that point. And not because dollars. and not because he didn't perform. Not because he didn't perform. And not because he didn't have a good year. He did have a very, very, very solid year offensively. It's that, number one, he's coming off a weird injury. And number two, I think his numbers, I'll use the sabermetrics deal, his numbers we can get from other people. Yeah. It just made, it, it made no fiscal sense to bring him back at that number. It did. No, I, I, the I, Mets, the Mets actually, I think the Mets thought he was going to turn it down and they would have got a draft pick. That's why I think the Mets offers him. But coming off back surgery, him and his agent would be two morons to walk away from a $10 million deal. I mean, that would have been stupid. Yep. I absolutely agree. But you know what? It's still New York. It's still New York, Stevie. So you know what? Even if he took that $17 million, they should still have the money to go out and get what else they need. And that's the problem, that this ownership's not willing to go that extra mile for their team. They signed Cespedes, and that was it. They re-signed. They did not improve the team at all. The team is the same you know, team. You can, actually, you can actually make an argument that worse. People said, oh, well, the starting pitchers are going to be healthy. We don't know if the starting pitchers are going to be healthy. They're actually right now, with all the question marks, the Mets are worse now than they were last year, in my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I agree. Because you've got to factor in familiar myths in the, third, the 30 games to start the year. Which is big. 
No, I have to agree. I have to agree. Uh, you look, the bottom line is we, we if they add a piece or two, they could be a very formidable team. But they need to do it. And, we didn't did a release you know. picture. That's all we're asking. We're not asking for a lot. Matt, we didn't did a release picture. Uh, yeah. It changes the whole dynamic. I mean, we didn't just mean, sitting out there. Nobody's offering him anything. I mean, we could get this guy in a one, one-year one deal, maybe. Not a thing I heard yesterday. And, and you take... I said, yes, I heard yes, no, I you, you, you're not, you're not going to get an argument out of me at all. So, and, you know, you not, know not even a little bit. They said yesterday he might end up on a national now. So, oh my God, that would be a horror scene. The Nationals are looking at him on a short-term deal. Of course, of course. Well, we'll see what happens. Listen, <laughs> we got a lot, a lot, a lot of time. I mean, obviously, you know, I would in the next couple of weeks to remember. He still got Batista still sitting out there. Edward and Canarcion finally went to starting time with Cleveland you know, while we, you know, maybe that's well, as, 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 like to, as, as I like to say, you know, as I like to say, and I'll leave you on this one, there's a lot of chapters still to be read. Right? We don't know exactly what's going to happen, so we'll see. Look, bud, let me jump. Have a great Saturday. You got any, you got you any too. New Year's? Yes, right. Have a great New Year's. And, uh, and what's your plans for tonight, Steve? Uh, we're having some people over over the house, so. Oh, okay, very nice. Just a small little thing, so. Well, you know, yeah, we talk. So we always is. Well, be safe, all right? Have a good, uh, enjoy your New Year's. You too, you too uh, my friend. I'll see have you a great week. one. You and Dora. Say hello to the whole family. I will. You too, man. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Bad man. Walking. Talking about it, we talked a lot. We did we did some USC, we did some uh, NFL, and we did some uh, baseball. So good, uh, a good call with uh, my man, the Padman, as always, doing a great job. So now we have. Uh, so like I said, we have there's so many questions to be answered. I mean, when you look at baseball, you're looking at yeah you know, the Mets, the Yankees. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to fill out the rest of their roster? The rest of baseball. Who's going to make those big moves at the end to get better? You know, you, you have so many decisions. You have so many things going on as far as that offseason. You have the NBA now. You have, I talked about this a little earlier, too. But obviously, Cleveland and Golden State are the best teams right now. They're probably going to be in the finals. But, I mean, I guess you got to play it out. Everything can happen. But, uh, and you got the whole drama with the Knicks, as always. You got. You know, got George Carl with his book with the drama. There's so much, so much. Guys. You got college basketball now kicking into into gear. You know, the conference play is starting in, in you know, most conference today. You know, last couple of days and today, I know today's like a full plate of conference play. So that's big. You know, that that's big as that comes rolling around. Before you know it, it'll be March Madness, which is to me is the best. You know, one of the best parts of the year. That's the March Madness form, and I love that every year. So. But there's so much now going on in the NBA. I want to take a look in a minute. I'm going to take a look at a couple of things. I do want to throw out a few notes here. That let me see what I got here. So I can throw out a few notes that I've been keeping track. It's just all sports stuff. Just some random sports news. So while we were talking about baseball, so we had uh, the Rangers could be close to signing. Uh, D.H. first baseman Mike Napoli to a two-year deal where he would return to the Rangers. So that's something we got to keep an eye on. 
That could be happening any day. You have uh, Brian Doja. I'm just Minnesota's shopping him around. A trade could be coming soon with him. The Cardinals could be could be one of the front runners. I know the Cardinals, Nationals, Giants, the Braves have all been connected to Doja. But I mean, yeah, this is a deal I don't get for Minnesota. Okay, I understand a team like Minnesota they have to trade their big names before they start making a lot of money. I completely understand it. Okay, but you're trading a guy here, Doja, who's not even making any money. Yet, the next two years he's got a reasonable contract. It just makes no sense. These teams. I'm a big believer. If you can't afford a team, you shouldn't have one. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm so sick of teams trading guys off. And this, if you can't afford to keep your players, you shouldn't have. You know, you shouldn't have anything like that. You, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't be shot if you can't find a guy like Brian Dozier, you shouldn't have a team. If you've got to trade these guys because you can't afford them once you get good players, then why why do you cities have teams? And they say you don't want to see anybody lose teams, but it's it's ridiculous in my mind. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, I said Batista's still out there. I heard the Blue Jays are in negotiations with Batista. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. We also got obviously the Olympics, U.S. Olympic team. You got so we got so far you got Posey, Lucroy, Hosma, Goldschmidt, Murphy, Daniel Murphy, Kinsler, Arenado, Brandon Crawford, Christian Yellick, Adam Jones, Andrew McCutcheon. The pitches have been harder to come by they have a hard time. I know like they wanted Syndergaard, DeGrom, these guys Harvey, these guys are injured, they're not gonna pitch. So it's gonna be interesting to see what pitch. I think Scherzer is gonna be pitching, but I'm not sure. They really haven't named the starters yet, so we have to wait on the starting pitches. But like I said, with Batista, Blue Jays and, and Batista's representatives are engaged in active contract discussions, and Batista might even be willing to take a one-year deal, which is interesting. I mean, he turned down he turned down close to 100 million at one point, so that's interesting that he he would take a one-year deal. Now these guys sometimes you know, listen, Batista's 36 years old. I mean. Somebody offers you a deal four years or 80, 90, but you got to take it. I mean, what are you holding out for? 36 years old, you're not getting a seven-year deal. I mean, this guy's going to get a seven-year deal at 36 years old. He's crazy. And, you know, Batista is a guy who really blocked him late. That's why he's older now. You know, Pittsburgh, he blocked him his last year, Pittsburgh, and then he went to Toronto and really flourished. So, you know, to me, if I'm in my state, I think they went in Canarsie. I'm surprised that Canarsie on left. That's where he really flourished in, in Toronto. I would go to Toronto to try to keep both of them together. Now I'm here in Toronto. I'm interested in McCutcheon, which is another interesting thing. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But there's a couple of baseball tidbits that I have. A little hockey note to throw out there. Patrick Kane became the third player to score 700 points and fewer than 700 games. The other four are Sidney Crosby, Yaramir Yaga, Alex Ovechkin, and Eugenie Malkin, which is impressive. Great uh, company to be in. Uh, you know, five five star all time stars there at this point. I mean, uh, some of them are young, still starting their career, but these these guys are all on their way to the Hall of Fame, possibly. I mean, Yaga, Crosby, Ovechkin. I mean, we know these guys out. Okay, I think all, all these guys are Hall of Famers. I mean, as long as they keep going for a few more years, I don't see any how it's not happening to these guys. So that was a couple of little interesting, uh, little interesting notes on that. And then uh, 
looking at the NBA, obviously uh, the standings here. So we have the Cavs 24 and 7 in the top seed. You got the Raptors 22 and 10 at the two seed. Then from really from three on, three to like nine, ten. This you can actually from three to ten. There's four games in a loss column separating eight teams. That's how close it is. You have the Celtics 20 and 14. You have the Hornets 19 and 14. You have the Hawks 17 and 16. You have the Wizards 16 and 16. You have the Knicks. You have the Bulls 16 and 17. That's the top eight. And then you have right outside the Bucks 15 and 16 and the Bays 16 and 18. So it's very, very interesting to see how that's playing out. Obviously, just looking at a couple of things here. So you look uh, in the East. Obviously, the Cavs are dominant at home. It seems like the Hawks struggling at home. They're 17 and 16, and it's partly because of their home record. Obviously, new players, they're adjusting and stuff. But Howard and that, Howard's doing great. I mean, the guy's average just 14, 15 points, 14 rebounds a game. He's doing, you know, he's doing his job. And I'll tell you, even his free throw shooting has gotten better. But their 9 and 7 home record is why they're only 17 and 16. They've been a 9 and 2 start there. They're actually 8 and 14 since that, so they are they were struggling for a while. They won two in a row now. They're starting to play better. But it's really their home. Their home nine and seven home record is what's hurting them right now. They need to you need to do a better job at home. Then you have a team like the Raptors, eleven and five on the road and home. So they're eleven and five both to the team that they could win anywhere. Like I just talked about the Hawks, there's a team who won in Cleveland, they won in Toronto. They're struggling at home, but they won on the road in Cleveland, they won on the road in Toronto, and they blew they had the game in Golden State, which they they should have won and they didn't. And they also won in Oklahoma City. So they're showing they can win anywhere on the road. They're just struggling at home. So that's something they need to – they really need to get their home thing settled in, and then I think they'll be fine as well. The Knicks who are playing – they were playing good. They're struggling on the road. They're 5-11 on the road, and they're starting to hit a little tailspin. And, you know, they need to they need to shake that off. And, uh, you know, I tell you, Derrick Rose is playing good basketball. I was watching him the other night when they played the Hawks, and, you know, he ain't the same Derrick Rose as he was, but you know he still has that burst, and he's still you know he's still a productive player. So you got to be happy when you see yeah, Nick fans. And uh, so an interesting thing the other day, you had Carmelo punched Cephalosher in the face. If anybody's seen that, and listen, he clearly did it. I mean, there's no way around it. You know, he punched the guy in the face. I mean, so he got ejected. He should have. I mean, him and. Hornacek, listen, I understand you're gonna stand up for your players, but Hornacek, you look like an idiot. Don't say they were grappling and it happened. No. He punched him in the face, okay? It was clear as day on TV. Punch the guy in the face. You can't do that. Sorry. So I'm glad the referees got it right, so they ejected him for the night. Come, listen, Carmelo's not that type of guy. He's not a Trump, usually that type of player. But you made a mistake, and you got to pay for it, and he got thrown out of the game, and he should have, because you don't, you don't do that. These guys... They're out there battling. I know it's physical. Guys get frustrated, but you can't throw a punch. You punch the guy right in the face. You just can't do it. So, and uh, in the West, you look at Golden State, obviously dominating 29-5 and 15-3 and on the road, 14-2 on the Spurs. Again, also 27-6, and 16-2 on the road for the Spurs. Unbelievable road record. Houston having a great year. I mean, the threes hardened this is playing MVP basketball, 25-9 and at the third seed. The Clippers, after the 11-0 and start, now they've got a left. They've been under 500 since then, but they're still 22-13 and in the fourth slot. 
Utah was having a nice year, 20 and 13, and the five, Oklahoma City, 20 and 13. Interesting note on Westbrook, as you know, he's playing for the triple double, trying to be the first guy since Oscar Robinson to average a triple double. And uh, the other night he had no assists, which could be a big blow down, you know, to his triple season average triple double hopes down the road, but we'll see. Memphis playing good at 21 and 14 at seven. Sacramento right now holding the eighth seed at 14 and 18. And yet Denver at 14 and 19, Portland at 14 and 21, and then the Lake is right behind them as well. So you, the West from seven to eight is a four game difference, and the East from three to ten is a four game difference. So it shows you right there. I'm sorry, the Pelicans are 14 and 21 are a hot one four in a row now. They're right behind Portland. And then the Lakers at 12 and 24. And the Lakers start to fade now. The Lakers started off strong, but 5 and 15 on the road is really catching up with them. Different Pelicans, some credit. They were 0 and 7 or something like that, and they've turned it around you know, 14 and 21 now. They're only one and a half games behind the behind Sacramento for the last playoff spot, although it's three in the loss column. And Minnesota 11 and 22 have been a real big disappointment this year. I'll tell you, Dallas really 10 and 24. And I don't think anybody expected Dallas this bad. How about this? The Nets with the worst record in basketball in Boston. Boston, who's one of the top teams in the East, has the Nets' first round of unprotected next year. I mean, how bad? With that, that Pierce and Garnett trade for the Nets is, is just haunting them right now. It is so so bad of a trade. And I'll tell you, I remember a few years ago when the Hawks made the trade with the Nets for Joe Johnson, and the Hawks fleeced the Nets. I mean, they got future first rounder, which they used last year. And, you know, they just cleared that big contract off the books to enable them to go get other players to make their team better, which they became a, a, a better team. But, you know, that trade, the Hawks swapped the ones with Boston the following year, and the Hawks did it. Too bad it wasn't a couple of years down the road where they would have had to pick now because that would have been really nice. And Boston Boston seems to be, is going to benefit greatly from this next year. I mean, you know the Nets don't want to finish with the worst record, so they're going to do everything they can. I mean, they're one in sixteen on the road, though. I mean, that's just that's just brutal as it gets. One in sixteen on the road, I, I, you, you can't, you know. So the Nets, Nets got a lot of issues right now. So we'll see, we'll see if they if they can uh, ride the ship for that. But listen, the Knicks are still in the race. Obviously, the Knicks are hanging in there, almost at the halfway point. So. Knicks fans are a little excited, but, you know, listen, they're still a 500 team. The thing with the Knicks fans and the Knicks that people got to realize is when you win three games in a row, don't start acting like you're winning a championship. The Knicks ain't winning a championship. But let's face reality. Odds are it's going to be Cleveland or Golden State. But either way, the Knicks ain't even – Knicks might not even make the playoffs. Like, Knicks fans, they, that's the problem with Knicks fans. They get two – and it's not just Knicks. It's actually New York in general. New York fans – you win like the Jets, they can't, everybody thought they're going to win a Super Bowl. You win a couple of games in New York, everybody thinks you're the best team in the world because you're in New York and you're winning. No, that's not, that whole New York fascination thing is, is so overblown and everything, it's ridiculous. You're not a good team, you're not a good team. I don't care which city you're playing in. You know, the, the Knicks have had trouble for years. You know, you got teams struggling all over the place. You got. You know, the Islanders are struggling this year. The Devils are struggling, you know. Obviously, the Rangers are playing good basketball. The Nets are terrible. The Nets and Yankees are both, you know, they both could be playoff team. That's, you know, Mets are looking to win a World Series. You know, I, you know, I think they need more moves. The Yankees, 
Yankees are improving. They got good young players. You know, you know the Yankees will add the players when they need it. You know, to spend the money. So you don't worry about the Yankees. The Giants, you know, Giants are great. They're in the playoffs. The Jets are terrible. So you have some teams, but it's like a team like the Jets. You win a couple of games in a row. The Knicks, they win a few in a row. I see people on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Oh, the Knicks are great. You're, you're 14 and 14. You're not great. You're, the Knicks have struggled for so long. You should just be happy in making the playoffs. You shouldn't worry about everything else. Like that, that, that's my biggest gripe. The Knicks, like they get too carried away with themselves, and then they're let down. And then they're let down because they're they, they're, they're only doing like they're just it's just too much, right? You know, to me, watching teams do that. But then again, yeah, the, the big drama with George Paul saying Anthony selfish and all this stuff. You know, Anthony took the shot back, and then he took a shot at Brilliant. Now players are going after Carl because now Carl's kind of being called a two-face because, you know, you do stuff like this. You start talking behind people's backs, and, you know, that, that, it's just uh, it's not classy. It's not the right thing to do. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all works out. But Knicks fans, just try to make the playoffs and be happy. Your team's competitive now. you got some talent finally around Carmelo. Be happy. Try to make the playoffs. Don't win two games in a row and think you're winning a championship. You're not winning a championship. You have no shot to win a championship this year. So just enjoy your basketball. You have competitive basketball now. Be happy with that and enjoy it. I mean, really, that's all you can ask for. Just enjoy the game. And, you know, get the playoffs, yeah, anything can happen, and you get excited. Odds are you're not winning. You might not even make the playoffs. If you do, you might not even win a first-round game. But just be, you know, get there and then see what happens. you got talent. But stop with the posts. I can't look to see these posts anymore. How great they are! You're great. You haven't made the. You never make the playoffs probably, and you're a 500 team. You're not great. So stop calling yourself great. And the same thing with the Jets. They came to the year. Everybody thought they were going to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl. No, the Jets. It's the Jets. Everybody. You know, I give the Knicks credit. The, but the. The Knicks, to me, the Knicks, the problem obviously has always been Dolan. But one thing nobody could say about Dolan is the guy is willing to spend money. You know, I think the Phil Jackson hiring hasn't been hasn't worked out. I think his ego and his triangle, I think that's a problem for the Knicks. And I think Carmelo should have been dealt a couple of years ago. You know, you heard me talk about it with Sal on here that that Jimmy Butler in a one deal that the Knicks turned down a couple of years ago. That was the deal the Knicks should have been all over. Right now, they would have had a youngest. Young star with Jimmy Butler, fuck that first rounder, and they would have got that Carmelo, that whole thing out of their hair. To me, to the Knicks, it's, it's, it's an issue. And, you know, there's always, it's always going to be about Melo. And, you know, some of the stuff Carl said was true. There's no doubt. You can't deny what Carl said was true. It's just, you just, you got to know when not to say things. You know, this guy's just trying to sell books. And to, to me, I, that I'm not for. I'm not for guys trashing people to sell books. Like, I was always a big Lenny Dykstra fan, but this guy came out with all this. He's telling stuff that is supposed to be kept private in the locker room amongst men. You don't come out and start saying all this crap now, you know, to sell books and make money because you're down and out in life, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a believer in that, so I don't like when people do that. But that, that's that's that. Let's do a little quick look here at the hockey standing. So the Atlantic Division, so you have the Canadians, 49 points. You have the Senators at 44, the Bruins at 42. In the Metropolitan Division, you have the Blue Jackets, who have been unbelievable. 25-5-4 for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Is that unbelievable? 54 points. They have the Penguins, 53, and the Rangers, 51, right behind them. 
So that very, very, uh, very interested. Then in the wild card race, you have, if you look at the wild card, you have the Capitals right now with 45, Flyers with 44. Then you have the Lightning, 40, Maple Leafs, 39, Hurricanes, 39 behind them battling. Devils, 35, Islanders, 34, way behind. Two of the worst teams in the East. And I bet you, the Devils started off strong, too. They've kind of just faded lately. Now they've got off to a really bad start. They've been trying to climb their way to 500 since. And I know I've seen this week Tavares has got a lot of heat that he needs to step up as a star, but Dallas has hurt their team when they let players go. They, they, they broke up their team, and I think that's the biggest issue for the Islanders this year. In the Western Conference, just looking at the wild card, but you have the Flames at 38, at 40 points, Stars at 39 points, and you have the Kings, Predators at 38, the Jets 37, battling behind, and then uh, – Looking at the Western top teams in the West, so you have the, obviously the Central Division, the Blackhawks with 51, the Wild with 50, and then the Blue big drop off the Blues with 43 after that. Pacific, you have the Sharks with 47. Edmonton, it's nice to see Edmonton finally uh, playing good to 44 points. McDavid is an unbelievable talent, going to be the best player in the league within a couple of years. And then you have Ducks with 44, Flames with 40. And then you have, you know, obviously the Flames are the first team in a wild card, with the, with, and then everybody else trying to fight for the wild card. So it's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty competitive uh, out of the wild cards are going to be interested. Rangers are playing good hockey. You know, it's like they're playing good by record, but if you watch them, they got, like, issues. Like, you could see issues that the team has potentially, but it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, the problem for me with the Rangers is they have to, in my mind, they have to. They have to get Lundqvist going. Like, Lundqvist has to be your guy. When I like what Rangers done. He's done a great job for that. But Lundqvist, you're going, if you're going places, Lundqvist is going to be the reason, not Ranta. So, if I'm them, if I'm them, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm doing everything I can to get Lundqvist back to playing, you know, how Lundqvist plays, in my mind. You need that. I mean, without him, without him playing on that level, you're not you're not winning the Stanley Cup without Lundqvist. You know, playing. You may not win it with him, but you're definitely not winning it without him. That, that's for sure. There's nobody can deny that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. How they how they work on getting him back. You know, how they get him back in uh, in the groove. Let me look at. Let's do a little quick. Uh, we got these college games, college football games going on. So let's do a little quick uh, look here. So Georgia Tech seventeen to three over Kentucky right now. One second left in the half. It looks like Georgia Tech's going to go for a field goal. So we'll we'll stay live for this, and uh, we'll, we'll get to, we'll uh, we'll get this field goal here. We'll see. Uh, let's see what happens here. Probably call the timeout. So it's always that penalty. Okay, these referees today in football are so bad. They can't get anything together. I've never seen so many flags, whistles, miscommunication. What's this guy in Kentucky coach is going nuts on the referees right now? What are they? Are they checking a spot here? Or are they checking the catch? Why is this guy? This is what's wrong with football right now. This is why games get delayed. Uh, just watching the catch. It's a clear catch. What are they reviewing here? Like, sometimes you just have to say, you know what? It's a catch. 
right? And 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 the way they did it here, as the guy was lining up for a kick, I, I don't like the way they just did it. These referees, I tell you, some of these referees are ruining this game. They're making a mockery out of this game. They really are. It's annoying, actually. Just let them play. This is why these games drag out and why people can't stand. Nobody wants to sit in front of the TV for four and a half hours watching one game. I mean, you have to speed these games up. Now they're arguing on the field for no reason here. The Georgia Tech coach is going up because the Kentucky coach is definitely clearly scheming to, to, to ice the kicker by doing this, and it's, it's ridiculous. All right, let the guy kick. The guy was inbounds by – the guy had five feet inbounds, never mind one foot in college, okay? I'm sorry, I'm just looking what's going on here. Oh, they're challenging if it's not a first down, and then the clock wouldn't stop. So that's what Kentucky is challenging here. Let's see what his spot is. I mean, he got the first down. I mean, what is Let's see. He's down. It's a first down. What's this guy even challenging? He's clearly over the line. I mean, Jesus Christ. These guys just delay this game. So while, we, while this stupid delay is happening, let's check the other game. Let's check the Citrus Bowl. LSU celebrating. About 15 to 3. Late in the second quarter, as LSU just scored again. So they leave Louisville 16 to 3 here. Lamar Jackson, who averages 410 yards a game, second in college football, has only 35 yards. In the first half or something like that. I think it's 35 yards. So what I can see here. So obviously that that's a big issue here. So 16 to three LSU. We'll see if Lamar Jackson, the Heisman Trophy winner, could uh, could bounce back. Oh, so that was just, they just got a safety LSU. So now that made it 16 to three. So they got the safety and now. Louisville just punted. So you got Lamar Jackson got to take it down for a safety there. So now Louisville. So that yeah, now, so now Louisville just punted. So now LSU got the ball back with a minute and one left in the half with a chance to try to get into field goal range. So now they put two seconds back on the clock. So Kentucky puts themselves two seconds by challenging. So they actually hurt themselves. And now it's a 52-yard field goal with three seconds left in the half. So. I'm going to give you this play-by-play right now as it happens. The kick is up, and it's straight through. Nice kick, 52-yarder. The Georgia Tech goes up 20-3 to at the half. So all Kentucky's PS stalling just didn't even matter. So basically you just wasted all that time for nothing, Kentucky. Not only did you waste it for nothing, you cost yourself two seconds, you idiot, you idiot coach. I'll tell you. It's a big play by Louisville just now at the end of the half. It looks like Louisville got a turnover. So that maybe could be a big play to help them turn it around. Maybe they could get some points there. 54 seconds left in the half. They have midfield with the ball. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, so that play with the safety, that was a nine-yard loss. Lamar Jackson was sacked in the end zone for a safety. Let's see the check in this guy's feet. Now he's inbound. Interception. Oh, so they're on. 
They got the ball on LSU's 32-yard line, so great field position. We'll see if Lamar Jackson can add some points here right at the end of the half. Like I said, he did 62 yards passing, but minus 27 yards rushing. Wow. When do you see that? But especially by a Heisman with a great quarterback, great running quarterback, he has minus 27 yards rushing on 11 carries. Tells you LSU's doing a great job on him. So he has 35 total yards at half. Right now we're going with 50 seconds left in half for the former Heisman, for the Heisman Trophy winner. Two of eight to 62 yards passing. And he drops back on second down. Well, indeed, to the end zone, had a man open, but he overthrew it. So now you have third and, t- third and ten coming up. He had staples. Why? He had staples open. He just missed them. That would have been a touchdown. So, yeah, yeah, yeah he's strong. the guy's struggling. And LSU's outscored them 16 nothing here in the second quarter to go up 16-3. It was 3 nothing in Louisville. So we're going to stay with you. So you have the Heisman Trophy winner on up here. We're going to stay with you for this third and ten with 44 seconds left. Drops back to pass. Pressure, nice move to get out, get out of the pressure again. Avoiding the sack, running. Nice play, but he only got five. Nice play, avoid the sack, but he only got about four yards. Taken down by White. So now it's fourth down. Now they're going to go field goal. The clock's running. So what are they doing? I guess they're going to try a long field goal. It'll probably be a little less than 50 yards, it should be, this field goal. So we'll see what's happening here. I don't know. They're letting the clock run. I guess they're going to call timeout. And then try to field goal. So the clock's running out. Five seconds. Great. Louisville pulls a timeout with three seconds. They're going to attempt the field goal. So now Jackson, Lamar Jackson, really struggling today. LSU's doing a great job on him. He's two of ten for 62 yards passing. And then he has, I guess, two down 12 carries for minus 22 yards. Or something like that now. Twelve catches for minus twenty-four yards, so he's really struggling. So as we wind down the show, almost at the end of the show, just keeping it, just uh, checking the live bowl games here. Always good to have a little live action here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little play-by-play. It's Georgia Tech at halftime of twenty to three. We gave you that last second field goal. Now we're gonna give you another last last second field goal here for Louisville. If they line up for the kick, let's see how how long is this kick about. Oh, so it is, it's 47, 47, 48 yards, it looks like, by the lefty kicker. It's a snap, kick is up, and it looks good. Yes, it's right through. So we have a 16-6 to game at the half here in, with Louisville and LSU in the Citrus Bowl. Buffalo Wild Wings Citrus Bowl, 16-6. Today, you got both games are at halftime as they set the stage. Three o'clock, Washington number four, Washington versus number one Alabama in the first play college playoff game, and then the nightcap playoff game number three Ohio State against number two Clemson, and then obviously the two winners will meet next Monday for all the marbles as the field of national champion. And I want to see somebody else other than Alabama. I'm so sick to see Alabama. I really, I hope, I hope somebody else. I would love to see Washington beat them. Probably not going to happen. But I just don't want to see Washington win, win, win again. I mean, you can't. I mean, I mean, Alabama winning again. How many times can you see this team win? I mean, it's really, you know, at that point, you just about had it with a team, you know? So, 
plus everybody knows who listens to the show knows how much I can stand uh, Nick Saban. So, but we'll see what happens there. Right, so you got both these games at halftime. We're pretty much going to wrap this show up because it's New Year's Eve here. So we're going to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. But I do want to say, you know, as the year winds down, it's been a great year. The first year, you know, of the show. So, you know, we're coming up. Some, some big dates coming up for the show. January 28th is going to be the 50th show. So we have a, a special show planned. We're going to have a lot of guests calling in. We're going to have a lot of, you know, got some surprises and everything. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have giveaways. So it, it's going to be a great show. You definitely don't want to miss that January 28th. It's going to be an unbelievable show. To celebrate my 50th show. And then, uh, Obviously, in February, the year anniversary, we're going to do something for that as well when that comes along. So it's going to be a lot of fun with that. But I do want to take the time as the year is closed. You know, to, you know, I'm thankful, and you know, I'd like to thank everybody who's been listening to the show all year and calling and contributing. I mean, PDB every week doing a great job you know, with the football. You have Padman, Allen, and and Adam, my, my Met Roundtable crew, do a great job. Christine from Pine Bush, Bowie from Pine Bush, Shiva. I mean, everybody does a great job. Dudu Brown calling in, you know, most weeks. I mean, just guys, people doing a great job every week calling in and being a big part of the show, and I really appreciate it. Magic Mike, you know, Magic Mike Ferraro always calling in, doing a great job. So, you know, just, just, just an unbelievable. It's been a, it's been a great year, and uh, you know, shows rising, getting good, you know, a lot of listeners, a lot of calls. So, you know, hoping to take it to the new level in, in 2017. I'm hoping to take the show to another level. I'm going to be going. I'm going to be starting January. You know, keep an eye out for the dates. But I'm going to be starting a, a Mojo Minute on YouTube. Where I'll be giving a minute every day. I'll be on there doing a quick live video update. You know, it's just a sports report on. on on a hot topic or a top topic in sports. So it's been great. Uh, obviously, you know, it, it's been unbelievable. My, my wife, Tony, did a great job calling in, too. Tony from Hazlitt, always, you know, little Anthony, little Mojo, always calling in, talking, you know, sports, whatever's on their mind as well. And it's just great. There's so many people contributing to the show on a weekly basis and listening to the show that, you know, just very thankful and, you know, almost 50 shows in. Obviously, it's, it, it, something's going right if I'm 50 shows in, and you know, and I feel like I feel like it's only getting better, and we're on the rise. And I feel big things in 2017 coming. I feel a lot of a lot of things, a, a lot of big things are in the future for the Mojo Sports Show. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what 2017 is going to bring. And I, I think uh, I really, I really think that. Uh, you know, the YouTube thing is going to be a big hit as well with people, and uh, so it'll be fun. But like I said, keep an eye out. January 28th, save the date. It's going to be a big a big day, the 50th show, but I have a lot of guests, a lot of surprises, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very entertaining. And so, you know, I just wanted to thank all the people again that have been a big part of this show every week. And uh, let's keep it going. It's 2017. Let's keep it rolling as the new year rolls in. Let's keep uh, let's keep the success of the show rolling along, and keep it going. Happy New Year! And Happy New Year from Little Mojo. 
to everybody out there as well on the show. And uh, so I do have I'm gonna take I do have another call here, so I'm gonna take this one last caller because we have a caller here, we gotta take it. What's going up, Tina? Hey, what's up, Mojo? Happy New Year, little Mojo, Tony, everybody. Happy New Year, Thank all you, the callers. Thank you. What's going what on? Eh, not much. Uh, just get ready to leave the house. Let me give you a quick call. Um, yeah, I'm just talking. I'm saying, you know, what do you think about the Dolphins? I, you know, I heard the picks before I picked New England. You know, I have a feeling New England's going to be really motivated this week and something's scaring me this week. But obviously, I hope I have you win. Miami has beaten them the last few years in Miami. New England hasn't won in Miami in a couple of years, so that could bode mm-hmm. well. But we'll see. Listen, they've been playing good, so I mean, anything can happen. My worry with this game is last year we cost New England the one seed, the last game of the year when we beat them. So uh, they are now yeah. and they're playing for the one seed again now. New England, they need the game. So are they going to yeah. are they going to cost the one seed two years in a row? Like, you know, Belichick and Brady are probably like licking their chops going into this game tomorrow. You know, yeah. So, and if I anybody, hope, has... hope, you know, something could happen. We'll see. What do you think of the Giants? Are the Giants going to rest their players tomorrow? Or you think they're going to play the whole game? What do you think they're going to do? Um, I don't know. I think that, I have a feeling the Giants are going to try to win the game. I don't think they want to go in on on a freaking down note. And I think they want to try to right the offense a little bit, man. You know. And to me, I think that's really- the right thing to do. I'm not a believer of sitting and, and tanking games. You know. You want how many times do you see that, man? Right? How many times have you seen that? They, you know, they, they, uh, you know, guys rest players, and then all of a sudden they come back off for a bye or something, and they look horrible. So. Yeah. I agree. I, I would play. And right the years the Giants won the Super Bowl, I mean, they went in they went in the playoffs playing good, right? They played hard down the stretch, and they won those games, yeah. and then when they went into the playoffs with momentum, you know? So, to me, I play my guys. A team like mm-hmm. Dallas is a little different because they're 13-2. You know, they just want to get healthy. Dallas, I, I'm Dallas. Dallas. I understand yeah, what Dallas played. Yeah, Dallas, I would rest. I wouldn't take a shot if I was them. And and I would get Romo some some good reps just in case something. Yeah. But. Trust me, it's going to scare some teams that, you know, when you see a guy like Carr get injured last week, it's going to scare some teams that not want to play their starters, you know? Yeah. They're going to be a little worried, you know? Yeah, I feel bad. I, I really I feel bad for Oakland, too, because they look good this year. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they had a shot to go, you know? They, yeah. Yeah, the Chargers are one seed. They were going to at least be a, they're at least a two seed with a bye week. I mean, so they only need to win two games to get to the Super Bowl. It's just a tough blow. I mean, the guy was an MVP yeah. candidate. Lose them just like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like Pete said earlier. Pete said earlier. That was the first time he really got hit the whole game. Like the only time he got really knocked down the whole game, and he had a, he had a broke his leg. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's yeah. just a tough break. So. What's your New Year's? So, what's your New Year's plans? Look at what are you doing for New Year's? Well, I'm gonna go out to my sister-in-law's. You know, I might I might come by to you for a little bit. We'll see what happens. Okay. So I'm gonna give you a call so later. Yeah, we're going out at six thirty. We're going to eat with our friends. We're going out okay. to dinner. You know, we're going to 
friends and their kids and everything. And then afterwards, we'll probably, I think we'll do, you know, probably just hang around. And, you know, we're going to stay local, obviously, in the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, have a couple of drinks. But, yeah, just keeping it local and, you know, have a good time tonight. But be safe. But, yeah, I hope to see you. I hope you stop by. You definitely call me. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm going to call you when I get out there. And um, yeah. just want to say Happy New Year, you know, to everybody. And Thanks. I can't believe. 50 shows already. Almost, right? It's crazy, right? Yeah, it went fast. So I'll be doing a great job. I want to thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank you for being a consistent listener and caller to the show. Because without you, without you, without you, like you calling in and listening every time, I wouldn't have a show. So I really appreciate everybody who helped out, you know? Yep. So, all right. So go ahead, wrap it up. And, Thank um, you. Have a good time. And I'll okay. And happy, happy we'll Thank you. Well, Bye, Anthony wants to defend his title, so you come by. Um, he's going to have to defend it big time today. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. All right, man. Happy to Bye. tell everybody Happy New Year, all right? I will. Bye. All right, man. The fever. The fever from Brooklyn or the fever, you know, spending New Year's in Brooklyn. He's in New York and New Jersey for New Year's this year. We didn't know if he was in Pittsburgh, Kansas City, but he's clearly here because he said he was going to stop by today. So, be good to see him today. I'm sure Anthony will be happy with that, right? Uncle Michael coming by. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see that, and then we'll see how that goes. You know, we'll see how that plays out. But, again, thank you, everybody. New Year's, everybody. Have a great time. Enjoy your New Year. Be safe. You know, be very careful. Drink if you're out there drinking tonight. You have a driver. Take care. Take Uber. Take something. There's no reason if you're going out drinking for anybody to drive tonight. So be smart. There's going to be cops everywhere tonight. Don't do anything stupid. And uh, just enjoy your New Year. And uh, let's bring in the New Year. It's amazing, right? Just all of a sudden, boom, Christmas, New Year's, and then boom, the whole New Year, everything starts over again. It's amazing. Come so fast. I mean, remember we were just talking about week one, and here we are, week 17, just like that, boom, right? But so enjoy your weekend, everybody. Have a great time tonight, like I said. Enjoy your college football playoff games today. Enjoy NFL week 17 tomorrow, a lot of big games. And uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking into the first show in 2017. We'll be talking uh, NFL playoff previews. We'll be talking about the national title game, whatever whoever's playing in that game. We'll know after today. And obviously we'll be touching more NBA, MLB, NHL news, and all the top sports news just in the world, everything going on. And uh, so, again, everybody enjoy your night. Have a happy new year. And uh, be safe. And uh, I'll see everybody next week. Thank you.